Discord is called Chomps or Shomps. Shmups. Oh, did I write it wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Hello everyone, we're here, we're back with another episode and this time we have a special guest today. But first of all, say hello to our usual guest. Hello Guido. Hi. Hey Diego. Hello. And the special guest of today who loves the topic that we're going to go through. Mark, hello, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going guys? Oh, it's all good, all good. How have you been? It's been, I don't know, months, ages? It's been a while, yeah. <laughs> I lost my voice last night, so I almost sound as sexy as Mads, but not quite. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll right. get some fans through this new new tone of voice you've got. Yeah. They... <laughs> no, I've, um, gosh, it's been it's been wild. We've done uh, done some fun fun episodes over on Retro Asylum recently, and uh, I've took the last one off. Just I, I changed careers, which is never fun in your mid forties. <laughs> um, but it's been, it's been really good. It's just taken more. It's, it's a lot uh, less physical for me, which is nice, but mm. more mentally. And so it's just, when I get mentally challenged, it totally wipes me out. And so, yeah, it took yeah. a, maybe that's why I'm losing my voice. I don't know. <laughs> You're shouting at the computer or something like, but oh, uh, it's not working. You know, yeah. don't know if you've ever seen those videos. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you, we we all I think everyone's noticed that you've gone quiet. I think the guys mentioned it on their last episode as well that you've gone a bit a bit quieter overall. And I, I thought, uh, you know, oh, something's happened, you know. And Mark's not writing anymore. <laughs> it's like I know, know. yeah, I, I oh. just it's just taking all my time. Um, it's Gosh. it's I, probably two or three more months. I'm gonna it's gonna start lightening up and become more easier, and then I can yeah, get yeah. back into my normal routines. And and that's good. I think it's a good thing for us as people. I was so um, comfortable and stagnant in my old job. I've been there 15 years. And so, yeah. I mean, I could almost sleep there, you know what I mean? And do and, and perform the job properly. And it just, I don't know. Time to change. Midlife crisis. Uh, we always, yeah, I think I Diego has also been in his job for 15 years before changing or something very long like that. Mm. I would never, yeah, it must be hard. I mean, you know, I, I can understand. I, I never, I always uh, left when uh, when I was like, three years into the job and then I think, oh, this is boring. Next. Or <laughs> something <out>. like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I get distracted quickly. So <laughs> yeah. maybe that's it. It's it's good. It, it's it's uh so I've I've been a um uh a painter by trade. I've I've painted cars, I've painted cabinetry, I've painted all kinds of things, huge, huge um, aluminum signs and all kinds of stuff. And so I've, uh, what, I, what I'm doing now is I'm repping a paint manufacturer. Um, and so I'm a sales rep. I'm a technical sales rep is what they oh. classify it as. So, um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I'm not going to bore you about work, but it's, all, <laughs> well, it's all right. not boring at all. I think it's interesting. And I'm surprised that you, you were, uh, for example, painting cars, you said that's uh, something very interesting. Uh, I always get scratches on my car. So. <laughs> it would be good to know how to uh, do those little fixes myself. But do you also do decals? Is that the name? 
Um, like special yeah. designs. Um, not like on vehicles. Yes. Like on cars. Um, so uh, like airbrushing, like making cool designs or, or like putting de- like stickers, like a decal would be yeah. like, a, like, like what you would see in the old fast and the furious movies where they had the decals all along the sides of the cars. Um, I have done that. Um, my, my favorite car is is a trans am as you guys I knew know it, my, i knew it yes you because you guys know my my name on discord is kit which is off of night rider night rider was a trans am and um before night rider there was Smokey and the bandit did you guys ever see that movie uh with no burt reynolds the big black car with a with a gold bird on the hood oh yes oh, yes yeah. i had a model yeah. of that car as well but i didn't yes. know it was from a series or a movie Yep, yep. So it's a black Trans Am. That's the model of Trans Am before Knight Rider came out. Had the big bird. They call it the Screaming Eagle or the Screaming Chicken. That's what they said. So <laughs> I, I actually painted one of those cars um, and put the, put that bird on the hood. That is that is hard to try because it's a sticker. I mean, to try and get it to light up properly. Um, so I have done some <laughs> of that stuff. Yeah. What have you been doing, Andy? I was going to thank Mark for his Amiga 2000, which has arrived uh, last week. I have taken it out of the package. It seems all working. I need to find um, a PSU now, so a power supply for it. And I haven't looked properly. Well, I have on eBay, but the prices are a bit like £200 for a, for a power supply. So there is apparently I, I, a replacement for, from an ATX you can just buy a cable or something for. Yeah, I was going to say. That we, yeah. That's... I mean, I could have sent you an original power supply. The problem is, is that there is no, um, a lot of like modern power supplies you can change between 110 and 220. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the Amiga 2000, it is only 110. And I was like, you know, you don't want to run a step down for, for an no, old vintage no. computer. That's too, that's too bit scary. So I, that's why we just left the power supply out. But yeah, yeah I just, fine. I just figured you'd get a cheap ATX and, and the adapter. You should work fine. Yeah, but um, I so they they you can do that, but then you have to buy also a plate that goes behind it. So I saw th- there's a guy who's selling this metal plate to adapt uh, the ATX uh, button power supply to it, and that cost them I think twenty euros or something. Okay. I might end up yeah. So by all in all, probably I'll spend thirty forty pounds just to sort the. I've got a I've got an ATX at home, so I can use the one I've got. And then I'll just buy these parts and, and stick them in. And then I got to get the RGB to HDMI and see how that works. Um, and that's going to be quite neat. And it's going to sit underneath this desk. I already found a, a place for it so I can actually do the music a bit um, easier. So I'm going to use it as my main music device when I got time as usual. <laughs> so probably never, but uh, <laughs> no, but I, I'll try. I'll try my best. Did you get a chance to use uh, your CPC yet? No, no, I haven't. And I've even got the cassette. <laughs> so my, uh, you guys can kind of tell, but my room is in utter chaos. And uh, <laughs> I've, I've been trying to get it re put together for probably, well, it's probably been two months and I've been working my new job for six weeks. And I think that's has oh, to do, I see. do with it. And so it's just, yeah, it's in utter chaos. It's sitting right here. So I have it ready to go. I just need yeah. to. I've still got your screen here, so I'm still looking for a box. I was nearly thinking about sending your box back to you, but it's not big enough. It doesn't still fit in that box. Are you kidding? That box is huge. It's I know, but uh, the screen is too is too tall. I've got it's all the um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll probably have to end up getting a box for it because I can't, I can't figure out any, any good box for it. Anyways, enough rambling about this. What have I been doing in this, um, these couple of weeks? So um, I've been sorting the website out. So I've got more stuff. We've got transcripts now for our podcast, which is incredible. Um, thanks to AI, because I can obviously do not have the physical time to to transcribe our podcast, our three-hour episodes podcast. But uh, it's doing a good job, except for Guido's name, which always is Guido. Guido. So I have to correct <laughs> throughout, <laughs> and that's quite funny. What's it um, saying? What's it calling you? Guido, like an Italian name. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, well, I fit in with uh, with uh, with, with you guys. The Italian boys here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Or> Guido. <laughs> so yeah, that that's quite funny. Um, I think. And then I've uh, yeah, we've built a system inside where we can add show notes a bit more easily. So now you you'll get more, let's say, enhanced show notes. And then working on the future release, uh, which is going to be a bit more comprehensive, have a menu and stuff. But that's all down the line um, as time progresses very slowly. I've done some behind the work, framework uh, jobs. Then, yeah, um, we've got a new food channel in our Discord, thanks to MT, which uh, I give a shout out to, um, which is quite interesting because it seems like people are very interested in the snacks and um, that we talk about. And so uh, MT suggested that we, we put this food channel in, which we have done. So if you have any queries or food snack suggestions, please join our Discord, go in the channel and suggest and send some pics. I've been playing more Diablo 4, not much, because again, time is very scarce here. And I was just gonna comment and just get your thoughts about what is happening in the industry. So. They sell cosmetics on Diablo 4, and maybe no one, no one here has played Diablo 4, but it's getting more of a common trend to have cosmetics for sale. Uh, the pay, that, and I remember there's been a lot of um, cases where, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with loot boxes, so the industry has tried always to get more money and some, sometimes introduce these elements of gambling in games uh, with loot boxes. There's been a big big case in America where then I think the government had to get involved to stop the loot boxing thing. And since then, let's say this sort of gamble to win has sort of gone away a bit more in favor. Initially, it was pay to win. So you would maybe buy some items to skip leveling or grinding or stuff like that. And now it seems that most, most, a lot of games are shifting over to a cosmetic only sort of um uh, shop really and Diablo 4 is one of these and every um, I think every uh, season they've got seasons they bring in new cosmetics but the cost of them is quite outstanding in in, in my personal opinion it's like 20 20 dollars when when it's not much otherwise it's it goes up uh, to 25 28 30 when you know complete set let's say of of cosmetics and I think that's incredibly expensive. When the game is seventy dollars, uh, paying thirty for twenty-eight dollars for a cosmetic item is really bizarre. And I just wanted to, yeah, understand. You, okay, why would you have uh, a cosmetic for a Diablo? Because that's mainly a single-player game, I think. I know, but so, they market it really well. If you go and see how they do it, yeah, you can see the difference on people who've got it, but they're not many. 
uh, I, I personally agree that it's very small. The screen's very small, and the and your your character is very small, so it's not that noticeable. But like, say, it's in. I don't know. I don't know. But people buy it, which is um, quite incredible. So I don't know if you guys remember when it all started. I think it was Oblivion or Skyrim, one of the two. Or had oh, the uh, horse ar armor. <laughs> yeah, the horse armor. <laughs> I think so. I remember that. Yeah, that was three dollars, and people were up in arms. And now twenty dollars and a set of uh, well crafted by all means armor and stuff, but no one says anything, and I'm just like gobsmacked. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite now and then uh, because my son really wants wants me to. So, um, and Fortnite is of course a free game. But mm. in that game, also the, the skins are so horribly expensive. And of course, when I play it with my son, my son starts nagging me like, I want this skin. I, I want uh, to look different in the game. Because um, when you start that game, you get one of the three random standard skins. You can't even choose. So you always, everybody sees that you never paid for the game and you have a, yeah, a boring looking character. So um, they sort of incentivize that way to buy those skins. And also uh, when you want to buy a skin, then it's a lim for a limited time. So every month or something, they bring out new skins. And if you want that specific skin, for example, they add a Doom skin for like the Doom, uh, the Doom guy skin. And I thought, oh, that looks cool. And then I was... Uh, uh, Curious myself, like uh, what what uh, what did, would it cost or something? And then it was also like fifteen euros or something. I'm like, That's why nuts. would I ever do this? And but for Fortnite, I think okay, it's a free game. Uh, everybody sees you. It's online only. Um, you see your character all the time from the back. I think that's also deliberate that it's yeah, first person yeah, game yeah. and not a first ga person game. Maybe it's worth it if you play it like a hundred hours. Why? Don't spend a little money for it. But if you bought a game for 70 euros and you not even play it online, why would you ever buy a skin for it? I mean, I Diablo know. 4, you can play, of course, online. I, I never played it, but it's not the main thing of the game, the online component, I think. No. Yeah, well, uh, that's the thing. But well, yeah, that's if a you want criticism, to buy it, but... well, bless you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I said well, to my kid, like, I, I don't want to play Fortnite anymore with you if you just keep nagging me. Uh, <laughs> you threaten him to, to leave you. Stuff. Well, here's the thing for me is like, so Diablo is a, like, a, and then this is the last thing I say. Diablo is a loot-based uh, game. So you go around and loot, 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 loot and f until you find the pieces of armor that you really like. And then these armors that you pick up and pieces and etc. all have a skin. And they're all different, which is incredible. And they did a big effort and everything. So they already look different from one another. I mean, in families, let's say, uh, if that makes sense. Mm. So when you find the, your unique item that you're looking for, that looks in a unique way. And then why would you want to cover that up? Sort of, you want to show, in my opinion, at least, I would show off, oh, look, I've been lucky. I found this and look, I'm wearing it. And then instead, I cover it up with something else. Uh, so I can have bad loot, good loot, doesn't matter. It's all covered up by this skin. Weird. That I Weird. bought. So it doesn't even make any game sense to me at all. Do you see 
people online wearing those skins? Mm, I didn't notice them because uh, a bit like you said, the character is small, but they sell the the armor as one as well, which I did, I think, see a couple of them hmm. in the game. Well, as long as people keep buying them, then uh, they keep making them. Now, I, this is kind of becoming the norm and people are growing with this stuff in bread and they, they oh, it's normal to pay 20 pounds now for a, for a skin. And my son's the same, like on roadblocks and stuff. And my God, let's not talk about that. Let's not to go down that route. Some people just play one game a year and they just invest in, in that game. And I tend to beat like four games a month or something, or maybe even eight. And I'm not going to invest in those games. I just bought the game and I'm going to play it and that's it. Mm. Uh, so that's, I think, the huge difference. If you like play that game, if you only play Fortnite for three but or four years. Who plays only one game? I don't know anyone who plays just one game. Even me. There's a lot uh, of people only playing FIFA or something. Or only playing uh, World of Warcraft maybe is a, yeah. another possibility. Mm. Yeah, it's, maybe, it's yeah. very, how can you say, yeah, it can drag you into at such level that you just wouldn't have much time for anything else if you're really into World of Warcraft. Although now it's maybe a little bit outdated, but... Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, uh -huh. I guess I'm just very removed from that sort of concept. Anyways, um, let's just um, park this for now. <laughs> Continue uh, on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, a bit of a weird topic. I and mean, We could go on for hours. Um, but Diego, what, what have you been doing? Uh, nothing interesting, really. A lot of work and errands this week, so just a little time for uh, playing shoot 'em ups, but uh, right, okay. nothing else. We do, mm. yeah, move along. <laughs> 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 well, I have again hurt my foot, I don't know, just by walking, so I'm sitting behind the desk again instead of being active. So <laughs> I had a lot of time to play games again. And uh, 10 years ago, there was a game. Uh, came out called Nuclear Throne, which is also a roguelite. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. And yeah. uh, I thought, uh, I never beat that game. And I thought, let's try it. And that game is so frustratingly hard. It can punish you, like, it can kill you in, in, in milliseconds. If there's something goes wrong, then everything goes wrong, and then you have to start over. So it's really punishing. But right. I finally managed to beat it oh, this week. <laughs> and I was like, when, I, when the credits rolled, it was like like 10 oh. years of work, <laughs> adrenaline in my, my body. I saw the credits. It was good music during the credits. I, I, I really almost cried during the credits. Oh, my like, God. Oh, this is like a sort of 10 years of in the making. <laughs> you have to have some sort of OCD with completionist. I am, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it felt so good and uh, <laughs> the, 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 the problem with that game is when you beat it that's only the beginning oh. it's like you can, you can just beat the, the, the final boss and then you can uh, go to the credits but you can also beat the final boss in a different way and then you're going to start to loop the game and when you loop the game, you get also new bosses, new, uh, more enemies. It gets even harder. Um, and there's so much more to do in that game. And of course, I, I thought, okay, I've seen the credits. I stopped now. But the day after, I thought, okay, now I have to loop it and One see more everything. Game. One more game. Yeah, and, I, and now I'm playing, I'm still playing it every day. 
and apart from that, I'm also, because of this episode we're doing about shoot 'em ups, I got into a sort of shoot 'em up kick and I installed, I, I grabbed my old uh, Apple cinema display and I put it on the side. So it's uh, in Tate mode now. And now I can play uh, shoot 'em ups on my PC in Tate mode, and it's really beautiful. I still suck at them, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really fun uh, to explore all those those uh, cool shoot 'em ups. And uh, one in particular, it's called Zero Ranger, which is a modern uh, shoot 'em up, which is bloody hard. A lot of it's like bullet hell sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just picking away in that game and I get like, maybe in, in practice mode, I can beat it now. But in normal mode, it's, I, I'm like in level two and I'm, then I'm dead. So, uh, but there's some sort of rogue light, roguelike elements in that game. Mm. So you can, if you start over, you get a little bit better. So you can get a little bit farther every time. And also, I heard there are weird twists in the game. So if you beat it, or if there's in certain point of the game, weird stuff is going to happen. That's all I heard. So that is super intriguing, intriguing to me because I love those games like Inscription or stuff like that where weird stuff happens. Maybe the the there's a, a shift in in uh, game genre. I I really don't know what will happen, but I heard there will is a, like a really weird twist in this game. So. I gladly explore what that will be. Oh. And you really won't be forward. happy until you've beat it. Yeah, that <laughs> will be like a maybe another 10-year... Uh, <laughs> in the making, yeah. In the making. Well, why not? Anyway, uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys about uh, what your history is with the sh- shmup, shoot-em-up genre. Uh, I can go first, but I have to admit, first of all, that... I'm not, and I've never really been a shoot 'em up guy. I played many of them, but it's not really my favorite type of games. But of course, I have a history because I suppose that in my very early days of playing any video games, shoot 'em ups were already uh, among the most popular ones. Talking about early 80s, so starting with the arcade machines. I think that it, probably the oldest one I've ever played is Asteroids. If you remember that black and white game, with very yes, little tiny yes, yes, uh, triangular spaceship, but it's I think it's still entertaining today as well. It's a very yeah. simple game, but why not? I think at, at that age, as a kid, I went through the whole uh, history of uh, vertical shooter maps like Space Invaders and Phoenix Galaxian Galaga series and Terra Cresta, Moon Cresta, <laughs> all of yeah, them. Yeah. I probably played them all at, at the arcades and uh, a little less the horizontal ones, Defenders, yeah. Scramble. And yes, I've, I, I spent quite a bit of quarters back then playing these, but mainly because... When I was a kid, there wasn't a large range of game genres available at the arcades. And all those games, of course, had to be designed around short gameplay. And uh, 
But as soon as I got some home computers, I went the other direction with the more complex games like uh, uh, simulations and uh, management games, building games, strategy games, role play games, the typical games that last months. But what, what makes so, you hate the shoot 'em ups? The, the shoot -em, I, don't, shoot -em. I don't hate them. I don't hate okay, them. Okay, really. okay. So I, why, why? Yeah. I just, just see them more as a pastime rather than investing a lot of time like quick five ten minutes game maybe to take the pressure off after a hard working day or something like that but i i don't think i've ever finished any shoot em up in my life i'm not sure but i don't think i have mm. Mm. and then when i got home computers and stuff i of course i also bought a bunch of these games but mm, i think i never really spent that much time on them on um, I can tell you later on on some suggestions for all computers of course uh, say not classic titles that everybody knows but some games that I think are mainly unknown that I can suggest but uh, yeah as I said I'm not really an expert never really spent months playing the same and uh, that's that's really something you should do with the uh, shoot 'em up. There's sort of, sort of learning curve. You have to mm. learn every intricacy of the game, and then you can beat it without dying or without uh, spending all your life. And that's, I think, the most uh, rewarding way to play it. And yeah, yeah you have I to invest so. months. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I I can imagine that. Yeah, I think I probably would need some at least some level of depth which in fact it's one of the things that make me like certain shooter ups most typically if you have a power-up system where you actually have to choose which power-ups to get like, like you collect is. points credits coins something like that and then you spend them for upgrades uh, so then there's a level of uh, tactic in what you choose like, do you yeah. invest in uh, defense, offense, speed? I think I agree with this sentiment as well in general, yeah. I this usually I, makes uh, me more, more interested. So, for example, I played a lot with my kids this PS3 game called Microbot, where you are a miniaturized spaceship inside a, a human body. And that has a small but nice uh, power-up system, so you can buy upgrades of different kinds and uh, especially when you play multiplayer different players can focus on different abilities to boost like one one wants rapid fire and the other one prefers slow but bigger bullets and the other player maybe has uh, defense and speed something like that so it, it that kind of depth already makes me immediately more interested in a shoot, shoot em up game rather than just uh, you know the massive amount of enemies or things like that but yeah but i need that kind of depth to to get really into any game otherwise it's yeah i guess that's just me and you mark um gosh i mean i love this genre and it's and i think diego you hit it right on the head it for me I don't know if it's just my attention span. Five, 10 minutes is perfect. 
game time for me, <laughs> especially the older I get. For me, the first time I remember playing a any kind of a shooting game, um, the computer I grew up on was called the Texas Instruments, the TI-99 4A. Yes. Um, it was awesome. It has a metal body on it. It looks like the DeLorean, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, they, they later made a beige one, but the one I had looked like a DeLorean. Nice, anyway, nice. there was a game called TI Invaders. It, it's just a Space Invaders clone, but yeah. um, it's it's the first time I remember playing a game in my youth. And so being able to play, you know, I, I still have it today and play it and I love it. But um, I think the this, this simplicity of dodging bullets, dodging enemies and shooting back for me is just it's perfection. And watching as that genre has exploded into what it is today. I mean, I've never even heard of the game you talked about, Diego. Uh, Microbots, is that what it's called? Yes. Micro something like that. Anyway, that that sounds awesome. And, and being able to play multiplayer is so much fun. Yeah. 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 Um, that's, and that, all these that's... games, um, I, you know, some of my favorite. There's, there's one on the NES called Gun Knack. And oh it's, yeah, that's a, I heard a lot of good stuff about that one. Yeah, it's also I, an expensive one, I think. It is expensive. I found it at a flea market, and I was like, wow. "What is this?" And this is you know, you know, fifteen ish years ago, and picked it up and played it, and I was like, "This game is awesome!" And so, it, loose finding, price is eighty five dollars. What is it? Cartridge only. Gun neck is eighty five. No, it's three hundred forty euro uh, dollars. Yeah, they're expensive. The cartridge, three hundred forty euro uh, dollars. I think I paid so, five uh, bucks for mine. <laughs> wow, you're lucky. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of the it's one of the games I kept when when I started selling off all my collections. So I still have that one. But what what I love about this genre is um, the older I get, the more I find new ones. And um, I mean, I I feel like some people call shoot 'em ups. You, you know, there's so many different games lumped into it. And so, you know, some people say, oh, you know, shooters are only sc scrolling. I think we've, we had this debate a while ago, but, um, you know, what, what defines a shoot 'em up is I think you shoot stuff. And so, you know, yes, you can have a first person shooter. Um, and you can have, I, I always called these games shooters because in the 90s and the 80s, that's what they called them. They just called mm. them shooters. And so, um, here in the States. Now, I think uh the the guys on retro sound they've always called them shoot 'em ups and i think that's just what they call them over there in the in, in europe if i'm not mistaken did you ever guys did you guys ever hear them just called shooters no not me personally i mm. don't know if, if i ever gave it a name when i was a kid it was just those spaceship shooting things <laughs> I don't, yeah spaceship I think, shooters I don't think, yeah. yeah i don't know uh, uh yeah I, I I can't remember giving it a name, like a genre name. It's just I that know game. that you know on HIO they they call them shooters. Do they? Okay, interesting. Yes. Yeah, I guess I haven't. Yeah, really... I didn't know. Maybe it's a US term or something. Mm. It must be. It must. Be. Are there that's any just how standout always... uh, titles you invested a lot of time in, uh, Mark? Yeah, I loved those type of games. Gunnack. They're kind of in a family called Star Soldier, and I I think mm. those games are just perfect. I like Is the vertical. Is that like a caravan, caravan shooter? Kind of like caravan. Some of them are, are stories, though. I mean, like the gun neck is, I mean, I don't want to call it a story, but you go through <laughs> different levels. It's not like, okay. um, 
Not the I timed. mean, I guess you're scoring attack, but it's not like a timed. Caravan shooters are kind of like timed. You know, you get five minutes and score as many points as you can and um, things like that. These yeah. are just, you know, get to the end and, you know, score as many points, I guess. I don't know. I've never been a, a score chaser. And sometimes, but for me, I just <laughs> like to play through it. I mean, I don't mind plunk. I mean, it's heresy because most fans of this genre want to one credit. I, I don't think I've ever one credited any shooter. I, I mean, me I, I like just thinking back. I, I don't think so. I, I'll just, I'll just credit mash it, you know, like on my, on my name and just play through it just to enjoy it. Now there's yeah, but, so much. Yeah. There's, there's a question. Is, is that enjoyable? Because a lot of people I talk with, uh, who are really fan of this genre, they say, yeah, when you just spe- uh, credit spell, uh, spam, then it's just like, yeah, you're just there's playing no, a slideshow or something. There's no there's value no in playing it. No, I, and I, I totally get that. Um, I totally get that. But, it, and I think you were saying earlier, is the fun is kind of investing the time to play through the game in one, you know, kind of in one sitting. And I, I, I do get that. But again, my, I, I just, like, the game I played this, you know, for this episode, um, gives me the feeling that I could actually probably play through this one. And it's been a while since I felt like I could do that. We played, uh, uh, do down patchy on the Sega Saturn. Oh man. It's incredible beautiful game. And beautiful. it, it, or I guess we, did we play it on the Saturn or was it main? Maybe it was a main or not main, but arcade. Anyway, game is absolutely stunning and man, people were getting, I don't know if anybody fully rolled it. I don't recall, but people were getting right to the end. And I, I think I made it to like level three, maybe. Mm, and I could not difficult. get any better. I couldn't get any better. And, and I, I get frustrated if I feel like I can't get better, but watching other people get through it was enjoyable enough for me. Yeah. That's also fun. Yeah. I had yeah, the no. same with the nuclear throne. Actually, there's also a lot of bullets everywhere and you also have to dodge a lot of bullets. And, uh, watching those people play and some people are just so that good they always uh, get through the, these games and then somehow it motivated me to get further as well so yeah but because it looks so fun to be able to do that <laughs> somehow but yeah that, yeah but yeah for nuclear throne for example which is has mob like uh, elements it took me 30 hours or something to beat that game. Well, it's like 40 minutes to to go to the end. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of time investment, but uh, it felt really good. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you do get better. I don't know if I've ever, beyond playing games for with Retro Asylum, I don't know if I've, you know, in my older days, I don't know if I've ever just sat with a game and just tried it over and over and over. And it's it's the beauty of, of doing podcasts like this for me personally is, is finding something to focus on the, you know, the spread of stuff that's out there for us to play, <clears throat> especially in this, crazy. Uh, in, in the genre you guys are going with new games for these old platforms. There's so many to play. It's hard to focus on something. And I, I love that, that there's things like this to help me <laughs> personally, just, just focus on something. Yeah. 
Agreed. So, but yeah, the the older I gotten, uh, I started collecting video games. It was like I'd get a new platform, and it was almost instantly what shooters are on this platform. Mm. And so I'd start, you know, I'd buy all these different shooters, and I mean, there, I bought platforms for a shooter. Do you know what I mean? I there was yeah. uh, me too, me too. Ikaruga is one of them. Yeah, okay, that's one for me as well. For the GameCube or Dreamcast? Dreamcast. I played it on GameCube. Yeah, that's great. Um, I bought. I, I played that so much. Ikarugas, <laughs> it's beautiful. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, Ikarugas, yeah. amazing. Um, Have you just... ever beat it, uh, Andy? No, no, it's so hard. I no, no way. I can't. I no. I, 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 um, I played it a lot, and that game is really when you fail, then you get you die, and then you get one more credit. Uh, if you die or something, or I if you don't played, remember, uh, yeah. if you played for like five hours, you get the credit more, and then they, you can they get give further. you an extra continue, right? Type so of thing. Uh, yeah. if you yeah. just keep playing for a lot of hours, then eventually you can beat it. I I think I I think I beat it, but uh, yeah, only sure a lot of credit, a lot of credit. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah, then they had only one game for half a year, so yeah, just keep. Yeah. Playing. So what's what's your history, Vito? Ah, uh, well, the, the the earliest map I can remember playing was uh, Swift on the Amiga, which is Silkworm. The oh, yes, Silkworm I remember game. that. I remember I, that. I, I, re- really I remember the helicopter. You can play uh, multiplayer, and one is the helicopter. I played with Diego. Play. I, I played with you with this on this game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a vertical uh, shoot, shoot em up with, with a helicopter, uh, who, who is air based, and you, the other player plays a tank. And you can, uh, with the keyboard, you can go uh, go along the ground. Um, I, I I love that game, especially because it's multiplayer, and and especially you have the choice of vehicle, which is was like, oh, now I'm the now yeah I'm the helicopter. Let's uh, let's try it. And, uh, other good than memory, that, I don't have memory. a lot of memories of this game. Uh, in my memories, it's a super good game, but maybe <laughs> it's not. I don't know. Rose tinted glasses. Yeah. And eventually, um, the Super Nintendo came out, and there are some super nice uh, shoot 'em ups on there, especially one called UN Squadron. I oh, remember that one as well. Yeah, that's a great game. Yeah, I, I yeah, love I that finished game. that. Yeah, yeah. Really? Beat oh, yeah, that's a really hard one. It's more with planes and a horizontal shooter. I really love that game. It's a really nice soundtrack. I think it's a Konami game. I think. Um. I think. So yeah, I wouldn't remember now, but yeah. It's yeah, based yeah. on a Japanese uh, cartoon. Cartoon, or yeah, yeah. It has anime sort. sort of characters, I remember. Yeah. Uh, Three so characters. that's why it never re-released, because there's a license uh, on there, which is unfortunate, because I really love that game, and I really want to try it again. And on my Game Boy, I had uh, R-Type. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, that's a really good port, actually, on the Game Boy. But man, I, I played that so, so much. It was one of the few games I had. And I remember there's like the fourth level. It's just impossible. I feel it's just impossible. I, I, I've seen uh, playthroughs nowadays of people doing that fourth level. But I, it's so tight window to dodge stuff. It's really, really hard. But I, I could like blind, almost blindly go to level four and then I always died. So uh, it's maybe I should go back to that game as well. Oh <laughs> it's a good game, but uh, 
it seems like it seemed impossible when I was a kid, but I I loved it. And of course, Igaruga and GameCube era. I played yeah. that so much. It's that's a beautiful game. It, beautiful. It's almost a puzzle game. The sort Igaruga, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have to, you can change colors, and Based if you yeah, if you're black, then then you dodge, then you can absorb the black bullets, and if you're white, then you can absorb the white bullets, and if you absorb bullets, you also can do a powerful shot if you absorb it a lot. And a sort of ballet of bullets, and uh, it's it's just a beautiful feeling if you're good at that game. It's it's crazy, like you're going into a zone or something. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely insane game. It's very hard, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, and the bosses. I... I remember the bosses are so good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and and do you uh, do you also have like some shoot 'em ups? Well, like Mark, I I really love the genre. The only um, I'm trying to to recall what my first one was, to be honest, but I really think it was way, 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 way back in the days, uh, sort of Space Invaders game, but I don't know if you guys have ever, I'm sure you have, uh, if you remember those Toby machines, they were not computers, but not, so there wasn't a video game per se, but they sold them a little machines, and they were self contained into a, with a little screen, a little joystick, mm. and you would yeah, play like those. A... Game and watch, but uh, more like a but bigger, a bigger, bigger, one, like an and it had like proper, cabinet. yeah, 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 sort of a little small arcade cabinet. I used to have two of those. One was called Lupin, and the other one I don't remember. But this, the other one, were those had, the Coleco? Were they owned by Coleco? No, I'd have to get a picture of those hmm. because um, so they had backlit sort of technology, if you want to call them. But there was like a backlit LCD, you know, like the watches that they have those. Okay. lozenges to, to do the the time so they used to draw the characters with these lozenges and then just move the color behind them sort of and it would mimic animation sort of i don't know cool. if i make myself clear wow. but um i used to have two of those i think that was my first experience of shoot 'em ups and then i remember galaga at the arcade machines and that was like oh god look at those graphics it was amazing <laughs> how could it I ever remember. be better <laughs> yeah and then <clears throat> as the time progressed i remember the ones you talked about as well. So, you know, um, uh, Swift. But I did play the horizontal version, I remember, with Diego. So that's the, a horizontal Worm, shooter as well. That's the first one. I don't remember. Silkworm, um, I think, the first yeah, one. Silkworm. Right? Yeah. So Swift, I don't and remember. an arcade port, if I remember right. Mm, yeah, I think so. I remember that. And then... I think then started to want a bit more out of them, like uh, just shooting for the sake of shooting it was not enough. So I write the mechanics, Gradius and that sort of stuff. I think it's called Gradius. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Parodius, that's sort of where you choose where rotation you've got before. So you keep getting like pills of energy and then you would rotate uh, between the different um, power-ups you, you wanted. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I really like that mechanic as well. And then that brought me all the way to the Amiga when, again, yeah, I said Silkworm, but then there was, um, obviously, our type is a, like a, a staple hold, one and two, and that was the, you know, hold to charge the, the beam. That was really good, innovative idea. I remember that was mind-blowing. And then the add-ons, and then, you know, to the ship that would uh, mm. go, you could uh, rotate it, put it in the front, put it in the back. That was really wow, so mind blowing. That like the you know the R type shot with which goes like a like a sinusoid wave or oh, something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that was like oh my god, so cool. <laughs> I mean, I've I've always loved the pixel shooters, especially. And then 
I got more into them as well, still, and I wanted more and more till I got to X out, cross out on the Amiga, which was one of the first ones that would enable you to change the equipment on the ship every at every end of the level. And I was like, oh, so cool. I can build my own ship. And that was amazing. That was two discs. I still remember that. So I, I was always more and more interested into having more mechanics and more things that I could change and tweak to make better. Already you could see my Diablo philosophy in my head, trying to tweak <laughs> the loot and make it better and better and more powerful. Uh, and then, you know, there's... Um, I, I also plan to make a video game about a shoot-em-up, a cross, in fact, between a shoot-em-up and Diablo, so a loot-based shooter, but no one, no one's done it, and I've never... I've got all the plans, and all. I started doing it a bit with Diego, I remember, uh, getting the the plan laid out, but then I couldn't find any dev. <laughs> I tried pitching the idea, but no, no one listened to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> unsurprisingly. <laughs> However, yeah, that's my history. I've always loved the genre until, you know, the cave shooters. Uh, I was just like, I remember going to the arcades and being graphically <sighs> like an ecstasy pill. <sighs> just all this <laughs> graphics and all these bullets. Like, oh my God, this is too much. <laughs> it's just like amazing. And then, just lately, I, I discovered another one that I really like. It's called Mushime Sama Futari. And I think I've mentioned this previously as well. Really lovely game. My God, the bosses are big, big, chunky pixel dragons and stuff. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Lovely, 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 lovely. I, I really love the genre, but it needs to be, uh, how do you say, carefully designed. You can't just put together a shooter for me in a way that, you know, I... I get frustrated easily because I do give up quite easily if it's too if it's too hard. So I did play, I think, Zeta Zeta Wing uh, two, and that was designed well enough that I could see my progress and I managed to you know go on. But if I get frustrated, I kind of go, oh, "Am I ever going to do it? Have I got the reflexes? I already resemble a tomato for that, so I mean, it's hard." <laughs> It, it it's it's a fine line though if it's too easy then it gets really boring really fast so there's mm. also has to be some kind of challenge to it yeah i, I played an amiga shooter with a with a bird oh uh, uh, i love that game psychosis uh, like the owl yeah. yes what was it uh we mentioned agony. this last time agony agony, agony. Yeah. yeah oh man that uh, it looks so amazing but good lord it's boring it's just holding the 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 shooter shooting button and fly around it was so crazy easy yeah, I just I, turned it off I after ten minutes into it. I, <laughs> that's one of the I, games that I love sorry. that game <laughs> oh that's good but I I didn't have a very good experience with them I think it was typical on on the Amiga especially that uh, there were lots of shooters coming up and every time someone suggested me to check one out and I I bought it and then I thought at first sight they looked really good, really good graphics. I think the most, most infamous case is probably Blood Money uh, that used to have this amazing intro and then uh, very great sprite design and animation, but uh, the gameplay really was not not on par with the, the technicality. There was no gameplay. Game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I should have another go at Agony because I've heard it so many times. But uh, when I had it, it's impressive. At the time, I I also got bored quite quickly. I have to say. But once but upon a time, yeah. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Maybe I really need to take a second look at it. Hmm. I think they used to do more 
tech demos that get other than games once upon a time. It's about how how much can we do? Can we squeeze out of this? Gameplay is not so good. The scene on two was another one that was absolutely beautiful. But it's beautiful, but play. there's like uh, there's just dead ends in the uh, in the map. You have to like it's just unfair and unfun that you there's like a splitting segment in the in the level, and then you can either either choose left or right. But if you choose right, for example, you just fly into a wall because it's like a dead end, but you don't mm. see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can uh, go back like, though. You can go back with it, which was innovative at the time. You know, you got the spaceship. You could push it back a little bit. Oh, so, maybe that's what I was doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, after, after I learned years, something today. <laughs> it had back motors. It go. You could go a oh, bit backwards. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I vividly rem- remember the shopkeeper. Yeah, that was really good. I really loved that. And Supernatural and Power. Oh, what a feast for the eyes. What a, all these lasers. Like, oh, I'm hell. I'm, I'm like the Lucifer. Destroy everything. Yeah, so cool. Anyways, I think we need to uh, get into the topic, as you might have uh, noticed. Wait, we wait, to... we need, oh, we need... wait, wait. Yeah, right. Before we, we get into today's games, I think we have to try and maybe uh, say if we could pick one single shoot-em-up, what would it be for each one of us? But what do you mean, modern or old? All, all the time, all the types, all kind of scrolling and any system. If you get to pick just one, uh, what would it be for you? Not necessarily what you would play right now, but all together. Hmm. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's brutal, but it's difficult. Um, <laughs> oh God, I'll go first. Uh, I go yeah, first. sure. Uh, one of my favorites, and I haven't even brought it up, is uh, it's called Gorf. Has ever played Gorf? Oh. No. Yeah, I remember mm. that. On what it's, system is that? It is, and it's an old arcade from the early eighties. Um, I think Midway made it. Anyway, it, it, it has like multiple sections. So you basically, it's, you know, there's like five different levels <clears throat> and you keep, you, you know, there's like a space invaders level. And as soon as you clear that screen, it zaps you into another type of uh, shooting. You know, there's like, there's almost a, like a Galaxian type stage and there's a, they get you all the way to the final boss. And the boss is actually, it's almost like you're the space invader, but you're at the bottom oh. of the screen. And the boss is big motherships up top and it's got a shield around it and you got to kind of blow the shield, kind of cut holes through the shield so you can shoot the ship. It's really fun. <clears throat> if you've never played Gorf and it's absolutely beautiful on the ColecoVision. Um, oh, it's for ColecoVision. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an arcade game ported to the Coleco. It's absolutely great on the Coleco. So if you've got your Mr. Core out, you got to go check that one out. Oh, wow. It's all Mr. Well. And so if I had to pick just one, I, I'd probably play that one forever. Well, you, you're going that. proper classic right. here. Right. Gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nuts. Right, so who's about, going next? Right. Me. I, don't, I, I, I need time. I need time to formulate <laughs> an answer. Yeah. I, need well, I, I, I already mentioned our type, of course, which is a classic. Um, but honestly, I would say go play the game I'm playing now for the show I'll bring later. Uh, but if you really want to uh, a classic more, then play one of it 
its prequels called Power Strike 2 on the Master System. Beautiful game. Uh, it's 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 really amazing. It's a vertical shooter. I think that's my preferred way to play these. I think the verticals. I, I love the view. It's it's. I don't know if I play a horizontal shooter. It's always confusing. Um, so I, I guess Power Strike 2 on the Master System would be a recommendation for me. It's also uh, well. I'll go later on on the mechanics because <laughs> that's in my game as well okay um so i i can't make a decision for one it's so hard but if i <sighs> uh, just to clarify i i wasn't necessarily uh meaning what is the best that you will recommend to the rest of the world but rather ah, no, no. your own your own pick for yourself meaning something that means to you so it doesn't have to be a technical uh, model, uh, so to speak. I've got so many. So if I really, really go back in the time, I think um, like the first one I played, I always got a, a strong nostalgic factor, which is Gallagher. So that was one of my nostalgic ones. But the ones that I had more fun on, either because I was playing together with you or it was Xenon 2, and the music uh, I remember was absolutely awesome back then i really on the enjoyed Amiga, that of course yes yes on the amiga but if i had to play now uh or let's say when i grew older i would probably go with a cave shooter probably dodonpachi because of the sheer you know amphetamine sort of effect that it has on me when i see all those all those pixels flashing lights <laughs> it's too much and if I go even more modern, I would say Star Mazer DSP. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that. It's a really good, I don't know, it's kind of the, a bit of a part of the embodiment of what I wanted to make, not completely. So um, really good uh, shooter and mixed with other genres sort of thing. But it's amazing stuff. So let's say that I, I can't really pick one. But if I had to pick, if I really had to pick one, I would probably go with Xenon 2 just because of the nostalgia with and playing together and that sort of thing. And we nearly beat it and the supernatural power. I would pick that one, even if the gameplay is not, as we know, so so great. Mm. What about you, Diego? You're the last one out. Right? Yeah, right. And I uh, don't know if this might surprise someone because it's. I don't think it's considered a great shoot-em-up, really. But uh, the one that for some reason remains closer to my heart it's uh, an arcade game of the 80s called Gunsmoke. Uh, it was a little bit unusual mm, because yes. uh, I suppose 99% of uh, the shooter maps involve being a spaceship or uh, another vehicle and those few who, which instead require it to be a character, it's usually someone like uh, Rambo or a uh, or a hero like that. But in Gunsmoke, you are basically a cowboy or a bounty hunter. It's a vertical shooter. It's very simple, but for some reason, it, it really it really captures my attention. And it had this uh, simple mechanic that at that time I hadn't seen it before with uh, three buttons, three fire buttons. So something that nowadays it's... Um, not a big deal. You got lots of twin shooter games, for example, for consoles. But at that time, in this game, you had one joystick to move. And independently from that movement, you got three buttons, one to shoot forward, the other two to shoot 
45 degrees sideways. Mm. But if you would press middle and right button at the same time, then you would also shoot at an angle between 45 and vertical. Wow, sounds complicated. The, the firing was a little bit. And if you would press left and right fire buttons at the same time, because your character always had two guns shooting, you would shoot one bullet to the right and one to the left at the same time. Yeah. And uh, I, I thought that was pretty brilliant, even if it was simple. And I like the fact that the theme was completely different, this Wild West theme, completely different from the usual shoot 'em up. So it always remained something that I liked, even if it's kind of simple, really. Not much no. going on with this game other than shooting. I've, I've been I... playing a, a very similar game uh, lately called Demon Throttle, which is a physical-only Switch game by Doinksoft, the makers of Gata Roboto. It's a oh, new yeah, indie like game. Yeah, I like Roboto. It's, yeah, it's good. And uh, uh, it's also like you're, you're also you can also choose a, like a cowboy uh, character and walk around. It's it's quite similar. It has similar vibes, maybe. Uh, maybe a little bit more supernatural, but uh, yeah, it's also a fun game. I don't know if I recommend it for 40 euros, though. <laughs> it's it's, deep, it's it? very ba basic for, for that price, but uh, yeah, maybe you would like it too. So uh, going on Gunsmoke real quick, Diego, that game is awesome. And I, because I'm an American boy, we had Gunsmoke on the NES and people, people, probably as biased growing up in the 80s and stuff playing NES. Gunsmoke on the NES is absolutely brilliant. Have you ever tried it? Uh, not on the NES, no. So how they, how, how they uh, uh, put the three-button mechanic into it is, as you know, the NES pad's got two an A and B button. And so um, if you hit the, the button on the right, it it uh it it always shoots two bullets and so it'll shoot it'll shoot one to the angle to the right and one straight and if you shoot the one on the on the or you hit the button on the left it's the same thing except to the left and if you shoot them at the same time hit the button at the same time it shoots them straight up but it it works so well <clears throat> and oh man that game is was one of my favorites as a kid i loved gunsmoke it was so you know the the whole Wild West thing. You could get onto a horse um, if you uh, save the horse, and then you're kind of riding around on the horse and kind of still shooting. But it gives you an extra, I think, two hits maybe. So the horse will take mm -hmm. a bullet or two before it dies. <laughs> yeah, that game's great. If if you've got a way to play an NES emulator, however, give give Gunsmoke a shot. I, I mean, that's that game is brilliant, and and a lot of people here say it's better than the arcade. Because it's just what we grew up with, you know. Mm. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Great. Yeah, give that one a shot. Okay, let's continue on with our games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're running along in the tooth. I can't believe we're an hour into this thing. Yeah, okay. it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. No worries. We like big episodes, but I do. But anyways, you want to have a break? <laughs> yeah, let's have a little yeah, break. Yeah, let's do it. And then uh, we are back for games. Yeah, okay. Hello. This is Cal 9000. I also listen to New Game on Train. You should do. Otherwise, I will exterminate you. Okay, we're back and we're going to talk about the new games we brought.
Right, so I've been uh, playing a bunch of uh, new shoot-em-up games, and I've selected one that, once again, unsurprisingly, it's for the Commodore 64. <laughs> but <laughs> what can I say? That's the game I like most, I have to be honest, in my pick. And it also happens to be made by an Italian hey, uh, programmer. Nice. The game is called The Last Defender, not to be confused with another game that I think it's coming up next year on Steam. But uh, this is just a few months ago released, so pretty recent. And it's made by Low Carb Games or LC Games, which is basically Luca Carminati. And it's available as a free download on each.io if you want. So The Last Defender is a vertical shooter map without scrolling. So it's uh, kind of similar in gameplay and very likely inspired, in my opinion, by Pang. If yeah. you remember ah, the yes, famous yes. game where you are shooting at the bubbles that are bouncing on the screen and then the bubbles split into smaller ones. So as I said, there is no scrolling in this game. You are moving at the ground level only sideways and shooting mostly upwards, but later you also have to shoot sideways. And setting is very simple. You are a hero fending off by yourself an alien invasion with your laser gun. And so your main enemies are these flying aliens that look a little bit like colorful balls of fur with angry eyes. And your purpose is just to shoot them all down before you move to the next level. Very simple. I think the aliens also remind you a little bit of the bubbles from Pang somehow, but there are also bubbles for sure in this game in later levels. So I think that that must have been one of the inspirations behind this author to make this game. But uh, what can I say about the gameplay? First of all, it's... um. It's a fairly challenging game because these aliens, they move around in not so obvious patterns and sometimes they drop towards the ground. So kind of like attacking you, although I think it's either a fixed pattern or a randomized a little bit, but they're not chasing after you. They're not very intelligent. You get a visual clue when it happens because they start to sort of roll forward headlong towards the ground. And you get this little in indicator on the screen with the word foe near it that tells you how many more hits you have to land on these aliens before clearing the level. So some of these level some sorry, some of these enemies take just one shoot to kill others take more. I haven't been able to figure out exactly which is which because it seems a little bit randomized to me. You have some, some limitations in your laser gun. It kind of has infinite bullets but has a recharge speed mechanic. So you can see five yellow bullets on the gun indicator turning red as you fire them off. And when you get out of 
ammo they replenish like one per second or so not too slowly but still it means you can't just auto fire blindly you have to be a little conservative with your with you firing the bullets looks nice and uh, when you get to the end of a level you also get some bonus points depending on your accuracy so some percentage is shown and uh, so both of these things kind of encourage you not to just shoot as much as you can but uh, be sensible shoot only as much as necessary which i think it's not usually a concern in most <laughs> shoot em up games no so then uh, to me it has that small level of depth that i say that i like even though there's no upgrades to your weapons at all but at least you get a nice build up of more enemies in addition to the basic ones after one or two levels there's some flying uh, mines or so something like that if you hit them they destroy all the aliens on the screen but they also take one life of yours so oh, wow. normally you would want to avoid those flying mines avoid hitting them then you start seeing some missiles at ground level be being shot at you sideways so that's when you also need to start shooting sideways gosh there's a, a little arrow popping up either on the left or the right giving you a hint at when they're about to shoot then there's additional uh, i think these black bubbles bouncing off the screen so another nod probably at pang and then there's some aliens blue aliens jumping around the ground levels with a sort of shield in front so you can't shoot them you don't want to shoot them uh, frontally but you kind of have to go around when they jump and uh, hit them from below or behind and wow. altogether it's uh, kind of a frantic game because there's a after the first few levels there's easily 10 or more of these enemies all around so you have to keep an eye open all around you you also get to see some uh, bonus stages where you mm -hmm. have to just avoid black bubbles jumping around and pick up as many dollar signs in 30 seconds or so and there's some uh, simple boss stages like very simple it's always actually the same boss alien it just gets a little harder each time and it's drawn in different colors but it's it's one boss alien really all the time but i i like this game because it it just hits a, a good level of uh, difficulty that's not too frustrating but it is also challenging it's not gonna be like a, a pushover so to speak and if if it's too easy for you there are a little settings that you can change there's three difficulties recruit veteran and champion although i didn't actually see that much difference between these you can choose like to play through the all the whole 21 levels or choose an endless game where the last re levels repeat and i think this actually can make it for a good high score challenge type of game yeah, yeah it looks like an arcade uh, 
high score chaser game. It does. Yeah. With all the similar single screen shooter action. It's a bit uh, yeah. similar as uh, like a uh, Arkanoid or something, or stuff like that. And Peng. I, I, when I saw it, I thought, oh, yeah, this, this looks really like Peng. Except the the enemies aren't constantly bouncing, but only charge you sometime or something. Yes, they don't split like Pang or something like that. But yeah, yeah, I think that um, the I would really like to ask the the author of this game. But uh, and there were little bits that gave me some déjà vu's. For example, the aliens somehow reminded me of Pango. You remember this uh, old arcade game where you are a penguin and you have to push blocks of ice and eventually you have to i think make three in a row of special blocks to to win the level somehow it reminded me of that and the main character with with its blue outfit and the helmet and this big laser gun it reminded me of starcraft's Space Marines, for some reason. <laughs> okay. And and even the these um, bouncing aliens with the shield reminded me of the International Karate Plus bonus stage. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with it at all, but for some reason, that's the memory that that uh, prompt me, prompt my brain to produce it for some <laughs> reason. I would like to ask the author if if he got any inspiration from any of these games, but. Uh, um, among the latest games, latest shoot 'em up games for Commodore 64, uh, not counting Zeta Wing 2, of course, <laughs> which is great. I think this was the only one that really stood out for me. And uh, overall, technically, it's uh, pretty good. I have read it uh, entirely written in assembly language. And even, I- even if it's got no scrolling, it's got very good sprite animations. It never slows down or anything like that even when the screen is full of enemies the only downside i have to say is it's got no music unfortunately only only noise effects but no music and i don't know if that's because of a a run out of some because of some technical limitation of sorts or uh, it just didn't have time to write the music because i know the author has written other Commodore 64 games with music and with pretty good one. So I wonder why this one didn't get any music, but maybe yeah, we can hope odd. for an upgrade. Maybe number two. It looks really, really amazing. Like uh, it's not, it's not amazing graphically. I, it is good, but um, it's very, it looks very polished by what I've seen. It's uh, not li- like very diverse. It's yeah. not, not like every background is the same. It's, it's, it looks a bit samey all the time, but what what there is, it looks good. It's polished. I, I, yeah, I keep saying it's got different. I see the mines. When you shoot the mines, you die. There's that line, the white line near you, but I don't really understand what that's for, to be honest. It's still saving ah. horizontal line. I don't know. Either. Yeah, I didn't get it exactly either. Why? What, what is the purpose of that? If okay. it's some uh, level uh, below... Something happens, so the the bouncing aliens on the ground stay below that line, but you wouldn't need that line to remind you that. 
Yeah, it's odd. Uh, what's the foe at the top? I don't understand that either. So, it's just an indicator that tells you how many more hits you need to land before finishing the level. So you could easily just say that, of course, you need to kill all the aliens, all the flying aliens, as simple as that. But uh, some of them require one hit, others require, I think, up to four hits. And that four bar tells you how many hits altogether before you yes. finish the level. Also because uh, sometimes new aliens appear on the screen. So you might start with four at first level, I think it's four. Then you dispatch some of them, uh, but more are coming. But the total number to finish a level is fixed and it actually is what matters is the total number of hits that all the remaining aliens altogether need to take before you have killed them all. So that's the indicator. I mean, I don't know if I would classify this as a shooter, but um, since you picked it, I mean, it's, it looks good. No, why you shoot, not? You, you dodge bullets. So. <laughs> you are dodging and shooting at yeah, uh, many enemies. Right. Maybe you're right. But uh, yeah, it looks like a, yeah, some sort because of Because your family, he's got, he's got something against you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So this was made in 2023, I see. So quite so very recent. And very, I keep saying very polished, uh, not so apparent from the screenshots, the polish, but some, you know, when you watch the gameplay, really nice. If I may add also one thing that I think that the author was very smart in including is that it lets you choose three different ways to control or actually to shoot the bullets. Well, I think the, the playability is very good meaning it's very slick, the controls are very, very slick. But uh, he made, made it possible to control the shooting in three slightly different ways, especially when shooting up. There's, there's an option where you just press fire as you move, and you shoot right, left and right, and then if you move up and press, you shoot up. But there's also a simpler option, which is actually the default, you just move the joystick up to shoot and it's a little bit faster so probably if you if you go for a high score you will eventually use this method of controlling just yeah. moving up to shoot and uh, then there's a third one but i found that one uh, more confusing that you have to actually move down to shoot sideways and it shoots in whatever direction you're facing already and then fire to shoot up uh, but I wasn't really, really able to play with this one. It was too confusing for me for some reason. But it, it's good. So you, you can find your favorite control. and Maybe use. that's, that's uh, a tate mode that you tilt your monitor and then use those controls. Like an arcade machine. But tilting the screen... 90 really? degrees. What, uh, yeah, okay, I don't understand. Okay, but uh, in, in in some arcade cabinets, your screen is tilted like ninety degrees. You mean Tate mode again? Yes, but I don't think maybe. you can do this here, can you? Uh, no, maybe not in this game. Uh, no. Okay, okay. Maybe those I thought maybe those weird controls are are dead. For no, for no. Okay. All right, oh. that was my pick. 
Nice, nice. At, at a 10,000, no, 100, 10,000 points, and then every 20,000 points, you earn, earn extra life up to six. Nice stuff. Yes, I think that is uh, one thing that can probably make this a uh, good fit for a high score challenge because in theory there is no score cap there is no ending you could just if you survive long enough and get more lives even though you can never get more than six which i think is also good <laughs> so it doesn't really last forever and the game is um it's kind of challenging really because at some point you really have a lot of stuff on the screen and it's almost impossible not to get hit. So, but at least potentially you can go on and, and get any high score as you can. So, but this uh, doesn't have a multiplayer, does it? So no, you can't play three. No, no. Uh, that would be a great addition, I think. Like Pang, you know, because I thought similar to Pang, you can have two two players in Pang, can't you? Yes. So that works well. Well, uh, we've got a Commodore sixty four. We do. What are you bringing? I'm bringing a Game Gear game. Hey, handheld. We do is a of synonym course. of handheld. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, not always, I, but... I have to put an asterisk to the Game Gear game, though. But I'll talk to that about about that later on. All right. Uh, I brought a uh, sequel to Power Strike Two called GG Aleste Three. Okay. And Aleste is a famous uh, shooter series. It has a lot like Musha Aleste. Uh, Super Alesta, I think, on the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of Alesta games. And um, so you think, Wouter, why are you bringing <laughs> a, not a, a retro game or an, and not a new game? But this game actually is made in 2020 by M3. I don't know if you know that company. I do not. And I, I was just thinking if it was or an old M2, company. Sorry, <laughs> I say M3, but it's M2. Uh, M2 uh, did a lot of conversions of uh, Genesis games to, for example, uh, uh, the 3DS. So they made 3D versions of Outrun, for example. Mm. Uh, they do a lot of like retro throwback games. Yeah. I think they also did Gunstar Heroes for the Game Gear. Gunstar like Heroes, version. was that the arcade game? I remember playing that at the arcade. That, that's a Mega Drive game, but they ported it to the Game Gear just when it, that was recent. So, but I recall that I played that when I used to not go to school instead of going to school. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, re a really good uh, run-and-gun game. But yeah, uh, so it's like a famous company which makes retro-styled games. So it's quite interesting that there's like a big company making... A game for Game Gear, a new game for Game Gear, and I think we had the emails about that. Uh, like, wh when is uh, our big companies making? Oh game yeah, or, you're right. uh, uh, Games for old systems. Well, here we have one, and, and um, it looks awesome. It is. It is absolutely it looks really awesome. Uh, if you, if you are a fan of the Elastic Games, you can just. <laughs> stop the video or stop the podcast now and <laughs> go play this game. Yeah, it's it's like a follow-up for the other Game Gear uh, Alaska games, which just released uh, back in the day. But uh, everything about that, it's the same, but everything is better. So the, the graphics are insanely good. Uh, the, the music is outstanding. Uh, 
it, it's just <laughs> crazy that they pulled this off on Game Gear. Um, and uh, this is because they brought a lot of famous developers into this game. So um, there, yeah. there's developers who, who made this, also made Superstar Soldier, Blazing Lasers, uh, oh, Battle Caraga, Blazing Lasers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also the old uh, Game Gear Alestas. So these are just like the old famous uh, guys who are just made this. So, but you can tell it's like blinking egg. There's a lot going on on this game on screen, you know? <laughs> it's incredible, as you said, that the Game Gear can pull this off. It's uh, really amazing. So but it makes sense that they've done it with, the, let's say, old school authors that know the Game Gear inside out. And they, I really like the, the thing that you just said, that it's a big company like making the game. And you can, we can see, ah, oh, yes, it's really good because they made it, you know? Probably. Well, and again, this comes with an asterisk, but I'll I'll oh. say that in the end of my uh, review. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> basically, this is if you don't know uh, Power Strike series or Bla uh, the GG Alesta uh, series or Alesta series, it's a vertical uh, shoot 'em up, just a regular one with a spaceship. What you expect, actually. It's it's really diverse. There's a lot of different landscapes you fly past. Uh, so so it's not like only space backgrounds. The story is, as far as there is a story, I I didn't see it, but I have to uh, look it up. But the story is you play as pilot Luna Wizen, and who must fight back against cyber terrorists that have hijacked Earth satellites. So. I don't know where the story is in this game, but uh, <laughs> there's some uh, something to uh, hold you uh, and playing. I don't know. Some you like stories, Andy. I don't know. I do. For I this. do. I like. I like stories. <laughs> I, like, I do. I do like. So stories. here you have it. But <clears throat> this game is so impressively visually. You, you fly around uh, over very diverse uh, landscapes with a lot of uh, parallax scrolling. Even, uh, horizontal, vertical, everything. Uh, <laughs> Just scrolling in anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the, for example, there's like a a, an, uh, a boss in the level which just rips through the concrete roads. Nice. That's really everything nice Everything gets destroyed and then uh, you fly in space again and uh, you you fight this giant ro robot which is an insane effect. In other states, you fly around uh, a space like a rocket ship uh, lifting off. In the beginning of the states, there's a rocket ship lifting off, and you fly around that rocket ship. It's like a cylinder, and somehow they made it graphically so impressive that you really feel like you're flying around that rocket ship. And in the end, when you are at the top of the rocket ship, then you can... And there's a sort of boss on the top of that rocket ship you can kill it off and it splits in two it's, it's like i thought when playing this game how is this even game gear <laughs> it's so crazy uh i would say also i mean it could be i i want to limb here snes you know sort of uh, it might be too much yeah. snes but i i mean yeah and and there's also a lot of bullets and enemy diversity on the screen but uh, it brings the game gear to its knees. It's <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna ask if there's any slowdown and stuff in this. There is 
so much slowdown and flicker. It's <laughs> it's crazy. The flicker isn't uh, terrible, but the slowdown you feel like okay, wow, this uh, this is maybe a bit too much for the Game Gear. But as far as I know, they um, designed that into the game, so the slowdown is almost like a bit of like bullet time bullet like, time yeah. yeah yeah like a, a slow motion <laughs> mode to help uh, you get and, through the hard difficult parts yeah because you have yeah. to dodge a lot of bullets when the slowdown happens it actually helps you so um they designed with it and like the first game gear Aleste and the second game gear Aleste also have these slowdown well it's maybe graphically less intense and especially uh, GGLS, the one has a lot of slow, slowdown. Well, it's pretty basic compared to this. But how this, I, I'm, I'm really amazed. And the music also is really good. Like they also brought uh, a musical artist from back in the day to work on this game. There's a lot of production value in this game. Uh, so really, really, really amazing and really good game. Um, Maybe I have to explain a bit of the mechanics. Yeah, I, I'm just looking at some videos and wow, <laughs> does it look amazing? Really good. <laughs> That's why I wanted to say when you say um, uh, what what game you recommend to play now, I would recommend this game. But the mechanics, um, you basically have one shooting button and you keep pressing that down and it shoots automatically. Mm -hmm. So... Actually, you don't have to worry about shooting. Just keep that pressed and go. I think there is no reason to let that button loose. Uh, other buttons do nothing. So don't worry about the shooting. The only thing you have to worry about is dodging all the bullets, which are many of them. Uh, it's not bullet hell, but sometimes it gets intense. And also there's a lot of pickups in this game. Don't you uh, have bombs? Because you said uh, you, you, you no, don't have... No? You don't okay. have bombs. It's just shooting. It's just a regular shoot button. Um, but there's a lot of pickups in this game. Wow. Um, and it also the, scrolls horizontally. Sorry. I just... <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> um, amazing. So there are uh, letters you can pick up. Mm -hmm. These letters are your secondary weapon. So you have A, C, D, F, R, and T. Uh, there's so there are six different uh, secondary weapons, and I found they all got their own use. So, um, for example, you have um, a, a, a sort of homing uh, missiles, but you also have um, a fire bombs and also sort of shield around you. So, and there's certain times in the game where you maybe it's wise to change weapon because maybe you can shoot back or uh, or or you can uh, instead you only shoot fire in in to the front you can also shoot in the back and sometimes that's really needed because there's a lot of enemies coming from you from you behind of you then there is uh, the big p chips you can pick up there's like an icon with a p on there a big icon uh, these upgrade those special level uh, weapons so okay. uh, you start with a level one uh, special weapon, which only shoots, for example, only one uh, projectile. But uh, if you pick up the P item, maybe you shoot two of those projectiles. And I think you can max it to level three. And there's also small 
uh, P chips, which are small uh, red uh, icons with a P on there. And those drop a lot more. And you have to collect them to sh uh, upgrade your primary shot. Uh, I think there's eight levels of primary shot. And I think for the first upgrade, you have to pick up three of those. But it ends up, I think you have to pick up like 64 of them to get the final, uh, final uh, upgrade. So uh, you can level it up very far. And does it make a difference? Do the upgrades actually make a difference? Because Yes, yeah. because if you upgrade everything, you basically fill the screen with projectiles. It's nice. Really get, gets, gets a lot easier. Supernatural uh, power, yeah. Also, you can shoot away some of the bullets. Uh, if there are, I think there are orange bullets, you can shoot those away. So uh, that, that helps. Also, when you get more than 20 of those P chips, uh, then you get uh, a shield. So then you can uh, get hit once more. So that's very helpful because this game is when you get hit by one little tiny bullet, you're dead. So there's, there's that, that shield is really helpful to tank at least one hit. The other uh, benefit of picking up items is that you get a little small invincibility window. So you can also uh, sometimes use that really tactically if it gets really hectic. Maybe it's wise to get uh, an upgrade you maybe don't want, but just to get those, the, those few seconds of invincibility to dodge all those bullets. So yeah, there's a lot of tiny mechanics. In, in, in the beginning when I started playing this, I thought, oh, it's just shooting. And there's no even there's not even a bomb clear clearing the screen or something. It's like really basic. But if you get way into this game, you find all those little tiny mechanics, and uh, then you when you learn this game, yeah, it gets really really fun. It also seems to have some pretty good bosses. I there's a lot of these games which have like the gradius problem. That's when when you die, you get downgraded to nothing. And then you basically game over because you can't get any further. This game has it a little bit, but when you die, you get a setback one level of your uh, shots, your primary shots and your uh, uh, special shots. So you get a little bit of that gradius problem, but you still have a chance. The only mm. problem is when, when the, the screen is full of bullets and you die, and you refresh at the same place and you have like maybe three seconds to get to a safe place. <laughs> Sometimes that's not enough. And then you die again and then you die again. And then you suddenly have yeah, no chance anymore. Then it goes downhill very fast. So you have to be careful. And especially there's, uh, I fought eight levels. And after level six, it gets really, really hard. Like the first three levels is really breezy and easy. I think uh, everyone can play that. It feels like, uh, oh, this is something I can one credit maybe. But at one point, it gets really, really hard. Then there is, of course, the bosses, which is very important for shoot em up, shoot em in ups, my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And also, these get pretty creative. For example, there's one sort of crap. Are you saying before? The one that comes out of the concrete? Yeah, but that, that, that's just the really impressive one. But there's also, there's also bosses with special mechanics. 
So, uh, for example, one looks a bit like a crab. Uh, and he <laughs> ah, shoots, yes, yes, sorry. He shoots sorry. a lot of bubbles. And these yeah, bubbles yeah. Don't, don't hurt you, but they only slow you down. They stick so, to uh, you, yeah. Uh, so, you... Uh, and also, it shoots a lot of bullets, regular bullets. But somehow, because of the slowdown, again, uh, it's also helpful to dodge those bullets. So it's interesting that you oh, maybe want to pick I up the, those bubbles to, to get, get a bit slower to, to, to those oh, those bullets, which is very interesting boss design, uh, if you ask me. There's a lot of Another creative one. stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of creative stuff. I, I, there's a little level, sorry, I'm looking. There's a level with all like little squares in the background and enemies basically generate these little squares like tiles they they kind of lift out and they're they're actually enemies and they fly towards you really really creative. yeah there's nice. a lot of enemy variety with different bullets and different shots it's, it's really cool uh, there's also a, a boss which steals your sub weapon your uh, special weapon so you only get you get left behind with the pea shooter until you wear him down enough and then you get it back which is wow. really cool yeah, uh, yeah. There's a one uh, uh, boss which is below the water, and sometimes it pops up the water, and then you can shoot it. And there's so many nice graphical effects as well. It's, <laughs> well, it's just a professional-made game. You see it in everything. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And and then I get to the main elephant of in the room. Okay, <laughs> this the game, asterisk. The asterisk. Uh, you can't buy this game. <laughs> or at uh, least it's really hard to buy this game this game only go uh, comes on the elastic collection on the switch or the ps4 and this game is only available in japan so you can only buy it in japan so you could buy it with a proxy couldn't you there are some companies that do that uh yes okay but then there's the price how much? How much? Yeah, give us the, the second asterisk here. <laughs> uh, if you buy it digitally on the eShop, it's $50. Uh, of course, there's you get more than only this game. You get GG Alaster 1, you get GG Alaster 2, you get Power Strike 1 and 2. I think maybe another one. So, And you get this game, which is totally new. And if you buy those games on the Master System or Game Gear, you also, <laughs> these are like 200 uh, euro games uh, alone. If you want GGLS 2 on the Game Gear, it's crazy. Yeah, they're way expensive. expensive. Yeah. But so, I'd really love this game. I was thinking, oh, I'd like to get this game uh, and actually uh, play it on the Game Gear, like the proper Game Gear. Yes, and uh, they also brought out the uh, Game Gear Micros in Japan. And these okay. are like the size of a matchbox car, like really tiny. They're like eight by four or something in centimeters. Mm, it's a one really, inch screen. Yeah, really and uh, tiny. they made one special edition, which is white and had all the three uh, GGLS games on there. But of course it's special edition. It's so, rare, it's expensive. 400 pounds. You pen. can't find it only in Japan. So and also a tiny screen, so what? Uh, yeah, you don't want to play it like this. Uh, so that could be an option. Um, and why I'm talking about this now? Because this game is released in 2020, um, like half year ago. Finally, someone hacked that Game Gear Micro, got the ROM out of it, and 
made a patch to make it work on an actual Game Gear. And it works. I, I played it on my Game Gear and it, it works perfectly fine. Other than that, the emulator they use on this collection and also on the Game Gear Micro is a little bit overclocked. So on the actual Game Gear, it even runs a little bit slower. It's not a big problem. And also, I think there is one music channel missing. So, but also that didn't feel as a big problem. It worked pretty well. So that's actually the way I played it. Of course, it's in a very gray area of legality. Uh, So I don't know if you want to play it like that, but I'm so... I, I love this game so much. I bought uh, the Switch version as well. I imported it and it's on my way. I think I'll get it next week or something. I'm going to play all these Celeste games because uh, it got me really hyped to play them all. Me too. Me too. I, I'm surprised, Mark, you haven't got this, the number three. I, I, I would no. expect you to be all over this because this I feel compelled to buy it. And if I feel compelled to buy it, you must be like, oh my God. No, when uh, when Weedo was saying he was bought, he he bought that Switch. When I was like, "Oh man, there's so many great collections on the Switch, and this is one I don't have, of course." So it's on my radar for sure. And I love it's- the Game Gear and all the Aleste series. I mean, I remember I was talking to you about like this. I call it like the Star Soldier kind of family of games. Mm. This is this is it. I mean these these games to me are the pinnacle pinnacle of perfection i love these type of games this one looks incredible incredible yeah uh the the, the benefits of having the collection is also uh on the switch you have the side panels because it's like the game gear is square screen and you have a uh, wide angle screen now or a white white screen now Mm -hmm. Uh, you can see a lot of statistics on the in the in the borders of the game Uh, for example how many of those chips you already picked up it's really helpful to see when you uh, upgrade your shots and what level your shots are so that's uh that's a benefit and you can also in the menu you can disable the slowdown if you want but it makes the games infinitely harder so (laughs) you probably don't uh, want to and also actually there's also a hard mode on this game but (laughs) i I can't finish this game so uh, i stick to normal but i i'm i really want to play this game I, I want to try to one CC this game. I, I now play it on nine lives. You can uh, select how many lives you start with. Uh, mm. I, I, I just normal mode with nine lives, and I guess like at wave seven or something, or what is it? It's good, Six, I think. Uh, but uh, it gets intense. The, the I, I just want to play this on on my Game Gear. I don't. Well, no, I'm never going to buy the Switch. If I can get it on the Game Gear, I, I just would like Google. To. GGLS the three, <laughs> and you will find my it. Friend. <laughs> and if you like it, like me, you know you can buy it. I, yeah, I know yeah. M two. Uh, they were pretty angry that uh, this was released for the Game Gear, mm. uh, that people patched it. But uh, I would never have bought this game uh, if I n- didn't have to, d- didn't try it first on my Game Gear. So yes uh, that's also true i agree i sort of agree with you i i never understand japanese marketing uh i don't know a i won't go as far as saying asian but this sort of um embargo that they put and then you know people want to play the games and then they they could have a bigger market couldn't they like people like us like you know look at this game i would if it was reasonably priced i would you know buy it and it's totally and in english 
the only thing when you have the collection, all the menus are in Japanese, so uh, you have to use a Google Translate or something. But how much work is is it to change like ten menu items to bring it to the Western market? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know. I it. don't know. But anyways, <laughs> that, that being said, I just put a little clause that I don't condone any sort of piracy in any way. But um, so if I could buy it, I would probably buy it. You know, this game is. Uh, it looks really amazing and and it would be worth the money. I'm not sure I would pay 50 pounds for it, but again, you don't do it because you think necessarily the game is worth 50 pounds, but I my personally I would do it so to incentivize the company to get back into this stuff so they see they make money from it and they make more. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean with your 50 pounds you're getting all those games, you know, not just this one. Uh, I'm just talking about the the yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Um, yeah. So that's that? I say, if they just sell sold the little cartridge for the for the Game Gear, I don't know, priced around thirty thirty five pounds, and say for GGLS to three, I would probably get it. Hmm. Same, no qualms. Same. Uh, yeah, I I'm kind of bummed that it did just. Why don't they sell the ROM? I would have bought all the ROMs. From them, yeah, and that for the as same well. reason, just to incentivize them to make the more of this because it's amazing. It's an amazing production value. Like several old school game developers, they brought in to make this game. It must have cost a lot of money. But you can see the you can see the quality. That's yeah. the, what I say is that you can definitely see the quality. Absolutely. So I definitely recommend this game. Uh, play however you can. <laughs> I I don't know buy it i don't know uh it's for you for the listener to decide how is there to a price this. is there a price if you buy it from japan do you know yen or something? i i bought it for 60 euros ah but not from uh, japan you bought it from switch so online no no uh, a physical copy from for switch so i import an import copy so oh okay i see i see uh, inc- interesting i want everything physical I don't want to digital copy <laughs> of this game. Especially it's like 10 euros more to get the, the physical copy. So whatever. Mm. These games always hold value. Even on the Switch, it just doesn't matter. I mean, having the physical... I would rather pay <clears throat> an extra 10 euros than, you know, and have a physical game than just have it digitally on my Switch as well. I mean, I mm. wouldn't have any problem paying that for these. I didn't even know this collection existed. Honestly. Yeah. Well, now you know, and now you now want to know. have it. <laughs> and now my Sorry. wallet hurts even more. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> I really want this as well. I can see myself using the Game Gear on small trips and um, taking it away with me, you know, and playing this sort of game. Anyway, let's continue on before we uh, convinced too much listeners to buy this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask Diego his opinion on, I know you're not a, a shoot-em-up lover, but, uh, or shooter lover, how how do you feel about this GGLS 3 Yeah, I was also taking a look at some videos while you were describing me too, me the too, game, yeah. and uh, I, at least I have to say that the, it looks a very active game so if you if you are in that uh, state of mind where you really want some uh, adrenaline i think this game has it and of course that's probably one of the major reasons to wanting to play a shoot em up and i'm not very familiar with game gear technical capabilities but it's very low uh, it's like 8 bit it's like really low master, master system is pretty uh, they they 
They're not exactly the same, but you can play Master System carts on your Game Gear. Mm. It's basically a low-resolution Master System yeah, with more right. colors. Mm. All right, they, all right. But, the, but it looks good. And, of course, uh, I think we all like that pixel retro look, of course. Okay. So it, it's definitely it's colorful, it's fast, and uh, I wasn't fast enough to ask you about the bosses, but it was going to be also my, one of my main questions because I saw that there are boss fights and they look very nice, but I was wondering if you thought that are they challenging enough or is there some uh, pattern you can discover then pattern of movements then there's actually patterns to learn and uh, Mm. if you don't learn them (laughs) you get screwed over really quickly there's for example one boss which just punches you uh, and he has like a charge you see that he's going to do it and uh, uh, and you also see where he's going to punch you (laughs) and if you don't if you're not in the right place at the right time he will get you Mm. it's you will die uh, for sure so uh, you really have to learn uh, especially the later bosses they're really punishing but you can learn them they, they have a really nice tells of when when what attack will happen so yeah it's just well it's just masters who made this you see that there's old masters making this it's just really well crafted game yeah agreed, and I'm not agreed. an expert on shoot'em ups but I can see this game is dripping in quality yeah really I, I just saw it and I thought, oh my God, this looks like a 16 bit sort of thing. Move it, but like a, I wouldn't say like a cave shooter, but you know what? We're nearly there. Like, and I wanna, but it's, uh, I mean, well, the smoothness of whatever, of everything. I don't know if you've seen where it scrolls horizontally, then it just smoothly transitions to scrolling vertically. I mean, whoa, what a thing. The nice. main tell that it's a Game Gear game is the streaky sound. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's it's really well done. The soundtrack is really well done, but you have to appreciate like that Master System Game Gear music. Like mm. that, some tunes are really cheery, and that really works in this uh, in this sound palette. But there's also sort of attempts on rock music, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, it, it still works, but yeah, you have to get used to that sound. I guess I really love the Game Gear sound because it's nostalgia all over for me uh, but yeah uh, I can see that maybe people are get annoyed by the shrieky tunes of the master system slash game <laughs> game here so well yeah. oh well it, it's good like pick. the best you can do on that system <laughs> uh, yeah I think so it's a really good pick I really like this game good one so <clears throat> I mean you asked me about doing a shooter episode probably two three months ago does that sound right Andy? I think it's when, when we did the Jesse Jager episode, right? Okay, <laughs> it's been longer. So like um, a year ago or something. I don't yeah, know. maybe it's been it's been a while. But you finally, um, you know, said, okay, let's do it. Um, do you want to play Dreamcast Shooter? And the answer is always yes. So you tasked me with playing. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it because I think it's called, is it Satasius? Next? Satasius? 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 Sata, Sata Easius? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Sounds like Latin. Yes. So um, this game is, it was, well, I guess it was, I, I so it's, okay. So I have no background information on this game, right? So this game looks and is obviously definitely inspired by 
the likes of uh, Gradius, Salamander, um, those that type of that type of uh, uh, horizontally scrolling shooters is where you get to pick your weapons and things like that. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. This is a sequel to a game called Satizius, I believe. Um, and these are released on the PC, right? I think, um, I, I think some other platforms, I didn't really look that close into it, but for whatever reason, somebody port, they, they, they took it and said, we're going to slap this thing on the dreamcast. Right. So initially when I first started playing, I didn't realize it was ported to, or came from a new system. I just assumed it was built for the dreamcast and playing it through, um, composite or composite the, I was losing uh, I couldn't see the score on the top of the screen. Yeah, I was, I was losing the, stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, and, and of course, the loading screen that where it, where it was low, you know, showing loading, it was very blurry. So I'm like, this is done in like high resolution. I'm confused. It and it was kind of off center. And I, anyway, so it was kind of fun. But I played it, and I I played it that way for um, about three hours straight. And let me let me tell you, Whoa. I. I I can't hardly focus for three hours, let alone e- even though I love these games. I I you know start off okay. I'll just pick this. So the way these mechanics work is it it, it gives you uh three options and not or three or four. Gosh, now I'm now I'm getting. But you you pick your main weapon, your s- secondary weapon, and then a secondary secondary weapon, and then your okay your bombs. <clears throat> and so what you can do is rotate between your secondary weapon, but you can't rotate. You always have your main weapon. Um, okay. That's interesting. So yeah. kind of like in, you, you know, with, with Gradius, you, um, you pick up those power and then you'll it kind of levels up every time you pick a power and then you, you say, okay, I want this. So it just it front loads you hard right at the beginning. You can pick whatever you want and you run with it now in the game you pick up power and you can level up those weapons but those weapons deplete as you shoot so that's oh, okay. that's where i got confused because i would die and all of a sudden i'm like well my my thing was leveled up but now it's not leveled up and i was super confused it, it's still i'm not i don't have it down 100 percent, but it was interesting to see the uh the levels of your weapons drop um but you so have, the, do they de- deplete as you use them or just by time? They do like the power of them deplete. Um, so you have but the, as, the, but the more, more as you shoot. The, yeah, the more you shoot, they just deplete, but mm-hmm. they don't go away completely. You still, you still feel completely invincible. I mean, these between the uh, the two weapons that you're constantly shooting. Um, I mean, there's one like a whole. So you you know. Uh, similar to those caravan shooters where you get the bullets that, you know, you got like three-way or five-way bullets shooting out of your ship. That's Mm. one. So it's just instantly shooting like that, as well as your secondary. One of the ones that I liked a lot were just the homing. They they weren't even missiles. They were just uh, blue streaks of of energy, and they would just blast. You know, I don't think they're very powerful, but they're very effective. And so you could be anywhere on the screen and then those things home into wherever they can go. And it's just, I mean, if you, you start this game and you feel like you're invincible, I mean, you're like, wow, I'm all, it's like, I'm instantly powered up. I'm like, Weedo saying, as soon as you die and you lose all your weapons, you're, you're dead. You have to start over and kind of build them up. This doesn't feel like that. It just, 
Uh, and in, in a lot of ways, it's like, oh, well, it's going to be too easy. Well, no, it's this game. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm like the first level, it's just throwing enemies at you and you're just blasting through them. And you're, you know, I, so I try, like, like we do, I, I started with normal and I get, I think it, the first level, these levels are pretty short. There's six of them. Six um, levels. Oh, that's a bit short. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah but a little short. Um, but uh, maybe that's why I kept with it because it just felt like oh, I could do it again and get to level two or three. So I started with normal. I probably was 30 to 40 minutes in. I had not beaten the first level. So. Lord. I was like, what in the hell? And then, but then what happens is, as you die, you can pick up uh, or you can change your weapon type, right? So, okay, well, maybe this weapon's better in this. You get through this first little bit and, you know, it's kind of teaching the mechanics. This can happen. It's not a, it's not graphically like stunning. It's not, it's not your cave type shooters. Like you're saying, Andy, it's not. It, 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 there's some multi-scrolling, but it's very, it's, it's not like what you would expect out of a crazy dreamcast type shooter. It's very basic. I want to say, but that doesn't, that doesn't take away from how fun this game is. So once you get Honestly, through this, like some of those graphic, uh, crazy stuff can be distracting as well. So maybe yeah, it can get a bit simple. There's a lot of times I get lost in like, Oh my gosh, where's the bullets and, I died. I wasn't. Even, <laughs> yes. I wasn't even paying attention because I'm looking around the screen at all the other the fun stuff. I always have that problem with uh, shooters in general. But the so the first boss comes in. You get to the end of the level. It's only. I mean, it can't be more than like two minutes or three minutes long. The boss comes in from behind, and all of a sudden you start scrolling really fast. And this is like Gradius and R-Type. You can't touch the, the ceiling or the floor in a lot, lots yeah. of sections. It puts you in this maze where this boss is chasing you and shooting you. And so you have to be kind of on the middle front Nimble. of the screen yeah, yeah. Wow. where he's chasing you. And I died here every time. And I'm on normal. I mean, I, like I said, I probably played this thing a dozen times or more. And I'm getting mad. I'm like, I'm like, I know I'm not terrible at this, you know, these type of game. I, I got so mad. So I was like, you know what? All right. You convinced me. I'm going to go back. I'm going to just start on easy button mode. Went to easy, blew right through the first level. And okay. it, I, I couldn't even really tell you because he's still shooting you. He's still doing these different things. It was just seemed to be a little easier to control. I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, okay, I'm going to beat this on easy. Cause I think I made it on my first playthrough all the way through like level three. Once I started on easy, got through pretty, oh, cool. pretty quick and easy. Um, and, and then I was like, I'll go back to normal and, and try it again. And, uh, I did last night. I do. I went back to normal, um, to try it. And, uh, but, uh, well, what's the I'll verdict get, then after doing it in, in easy is it, is it have you become better or is it still very hard it's still very hard even on easy this thing is ridiculously hard for me to get through now i've i think if uh, overall i've probably only sunk maybe eight or nine hours into it so i haven't i haven't you know, which is a lot of time these days right for an old game yeah yeah totally, totally. um uh, and i didn't i didn't beat it uh, even on easy, I was apparently right at the end and I'll get there as I kind of, I'm not going to go through play by play on this game, but some of my favorite bits, 
<clears throat> excuse me. So the the boss is fair. Say again. Is the fair difficult? Is the fair difficulty, or do you think it's sometimes unfair to you? Uh, I I don't want to say it's. I think there's the mechanics is what makes this hard. Um, so I, after I couldn't get, I got stuck in level six and I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It was making me crazy. Cause I, you know, it gives you like nine continues, I think three lives on every continue. And I just went burn through the continues to try and beat the game. And <laughs> I couldn't get past this one spot. And I was like, okay, finally I'm fine. I'm going to watch a playthrough and watching this playthrough. Um, I could see where they were struggling too. the, uh, unlike, um, so, you know, like the, was it flight of the piggers, uh, that we played yeah. where you could change the speed of your ship on the fly. You could make it go faster or slower. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Kind of, you remember, so you can, you can, this ship, it can go fast or slow, like left or right up and down. You can make yeah, yeah. it slower. Some people liked a little more methodically, as they move around the bullets, some people like that they have better twitchy skills and they can zip around. Well, you, you pick up the speed pellets and it speeds you up to like four times and that's it. You can't speed down. Um, you can't change the level. <clears throat> and what I found is it moves too fast. And so when you're scroll, especially when it gets into these weird mazes and it's it's forcing you to take these really skinny paths it's really difficult to, to control to control. It doesn't use analog at all. So you can't really like make it go faster, or slower with yeah, an analog. Yeah, yeah. It's all digital. And so I found it very difficult because of how fast my ship was moving. I wish I could have lowered it maybe two spots and maybe it would have been a little easier for me. But again, that's just the mechanic that they, that they went with. Um, and some people probably love that and some don't. I think that's how all these games go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the bosses, all of them, I'm, I mean, almost, I, I killed them almost instantly. Uh, all right. if, so you have your fourth weapon is your bomb and it's a, it's basically a weight. You have a charge up on the bottom of the screen. It charges over, you know, 40 seconds, a minute or however long it doesn't, you don't charge it up by killing enemies. It's literally time-based. And as soon as you okay. get it, you have a bomb and you can shoot off. So some, in it. I, even on normal, when I tried this on normal, it was the same way. I mean, you blew right through these bosses. You get a bomb, you kill, you shoot the bomb, and then it's almost like five seconds, he's dead. I mean, so I didn't find the bosses overly difficult, but they were fun. Um, and I I think, you know, because they all had their own patterns, and but they, I felt like you could almost learn them pretty quickly. Um, and, you know, you kind of wait your bombs to charge, shoot them, and, you know, you move on. Um, Level so level one, like I said, it kind of shows you the mechanics, makes it easy. Get to the boss; he chases you. That's where I found that choosing the weapon where it can shoot behind you as well helps because he shoots missiles, and your your bullets can kill the missiles. So you're not really dodging those as much. But there's a lot; it's pretty twitchy um, at that point. What I love about the next level um, is that it's it's in space and it almost feels like you have infinite space to move around. And so instead of having it locked into the screen, you oh, can move, you can just hold up and just keep scrolling up and up and up and up. Oh, and up. I see. I see. And I don't know if eventually it kind of 
flips and you're back to the bottom. Do you know what I mean? Because I never mm, could yeah, really yeah. test it, but it felt like you had an infinite space to move, which I thought was really, really kind of a fun because there's just enemies and bullets and things everywhere. Um, the the music finally kind of kicks in here, and and I think it's also really, really tasteful. Um, I mean, it's a Dreamcast, so you can use CD audio, right? I mean, you can do yeah. any kind of thing. But it's it's. I feel like level one's music was kind of. I don't want to say weak. You almost think you'd start off pretty, pretty hard and banging, but it um, it's kind of weak. Um, but I really like the infinite stuff. The third level gets into like a lava stage. You know, you've got the lava shooting out, um, and this the music in this one. Um, oh no, it's it's the fourth one. So this thing what so some of the frustrating bits when you're talking about is it fair there's sections of this where you have to memorize exactly where things are so it start it kind of force scrolls you in this and and there's a thing where you're going down kind of a shaft um the things are shooting you know there's like magma or whatever shooting at you from left and right and right and left and you have to kind of put your ship right in between the shots so that you don't die. Um, but then it gets to the spot where, uh, it scrolls you all the way down to the bottom. And then out of the blue, you have a, uh, a, a lava fall or something that just falls and it, it almost obliterates the whole screen. Wow, and wow. you have to just move all the way to the right. Now there's a little power up pellet that kind of warns you, Hey, go pick up this power up. So if you happen to go over there and shoot and pick it up, all of a sudden the thing falls, you got lucky. But I died on that more than I'd like to, I'd care to share. I was like, why am I not, why do I keep forgetting about this? And so that kind of stuff to me is, I don't know, frustrating, yeah. but I guess that's Maybe kind a of, bit cheap. Yeah, it's, it feels cheap. But, you know, when you look at Dodon Patchy, all the enemies are placed at the same spot. You know, they shoot, they have a pattern. So I guess I'm like, mm -hmm. I guess it's that way of making a pattern. Um, level four is the synth music was it, like it kind of went into a synth a synth type i love i think it's probably my favorite uh music bit so if if anything if you don't ever play this game you gotta just let go to level four and listen to the listen to the music i thought to it was the really soundtrack. cool yeah, yeah. and good, yeah. there's a few spots in level four i believe is where I died so I, it took me a long time to figure out you've got these tight spaces you got to go through and um, there's these these enemies that are they're hiding behind bricks and you have like a grid and you have to go in between the bricks well the, the enemies will hide behind the bricks and then they all come down and shoot and then they all go up and there are certain weapons that you have uh, one of them's like a like a one shot that goes out and kind of explodes so you know you almost have you almost have to pick that weapon to, because even your your honing, uh, you know, your secondary weapon, like it's almost a cheat weapon. I feel like because it just hones in on everything, it won't get to them. It, it, it they get they get blocked and they take multiple shots to kill. So I find you had to you kind of had to use that. And then there was a four way shot where it kind of shoots, um, like an X, and those yeah, you yeah. can kind of shoot forward. You get in into the crevices. And blow them up that way. It, there's just a lot of little difficult things. Um, Can you choose those weapons every level? Or yeah, I was going to ask the same question as well. Yeah. Yes. So every time you finish a, a level, you can go. It go. It 
says, okay, now pick some. Um, I should mention also, I think it's the stars. There's these little, I think they're little like, like general type stars that you pick up. And when mm. you get so many of them, you unlock more weapons. Um, they're pretty cool. Um, but I think there's only like two or three that unlock total. And it's, you know, I, I noticed that when I died um, and started the game over or all my continues were gone, those were, though, even though it was showing that it was saving and stuff like that, they were gone. So like it started over to level one. I didn't have all those things I built up kind of like, uh, what game were you talking about? Was it, you know, where you're saying like, like the rogue elements where you can get a little better because you get a save, you get to keep those. Yeah. Uh, Garuda, but also uh, zero, zero ranger I'm playing now. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's what you're talking about. So in, in this regard, it just starts all over and you have to basically earn those weapons again. I would have loved to been able to have those weapons all ready to go. So I could try Unlocked. it on. Yeah. Try it on normal, try it on uh, medium and try it on hard to see if, you know, maybe, maybe those, those newer weapons, you can kind of help get further, but it starts you off with, uh, you know, with your, with your standard three or four picking from each section. Mm. Um, and then, you know, so level six, I, I'll just say is where I got stuck. <clears throat> it kind of opens up. Oh, I think level five actually kind of had a boss rush. Um, again, these bosses <laughs> were easy. I think there was like four or five bosses. And I mean, I just, I, it feels like you're so powerful. You just blew right through them, which is really fun. I think it can be really fun. It's still relatively challenging, but not, not terribly, even for me. Yeah. Right. Um, but level six comes and I get, I got to a part where, um, oh, it's so difficult. Uh, you, you know, like in super Mario brothers, you've got the, there's like the under underground levels where you jump on the platform and it's like, it just constantly scrolls, mm-hmm. you know? So there's a, there's a thing where they're going there. There's, uh, I guess they would be, they're just in the way, right? Obstacles where they're scrolling up and then the next level scrolling down and then they're going multiple uh, speeds. So you're having uh, to like navigate through this maze and there's yeah, enemies that- in between them. <laughs> it's like, Oh my gosh, it was really <laughs> difficult. I finally get through it and then there I'm completely blocked off by a wall and it's so small that I can barely fit my ship. I feel like anyway in there mm, and, and then there's a portal, a portal pops yeah. open and then you have to go through the portal to go through the wall. Well, the portal kept popping open for me, but my ship wouldn't go through. I'm like, am I supposed to shoot it? And this is where I got stuck. And I got so pissed because I, I, I think I'd gotten all the way to this level six on one continue. I hadn't had, right. hadn't had to continue. It was like Amazing. a one credit. I got all the way and I burned all nine credits getting back to this, um, from level six, getting back to this, uh, portal and it wouldn't open or it wouldn't I was like, I don't, but the way it's scrolling it, you know, as soon as I tap my back button to kind of keep the ship, you know, the ship goes too fast according to the scrolling. And that's where I was like, if I, if I could slow my ship down, it would be a little easier to manage. And I, I, I got to that point. I was like, well, I'm going to try it again, tried it again. And I get same thing. And I, the, the portals finally opened. And I was like, do you have to shoot the portal? Anyway, I go watch the playthrough and the portal open. The guy flies the ship through the portal. I'm like, it didn't do that for me. I don't want <laughs> absolutely crazy. So I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm done for now. I'm going to go play it on normal. Played it through on uh, normal. It yesterday. sounds like my art type experience. Yes. Oh. Just so that you just can dream 
until a certain point. So it's a hard game, but you learned it to a certain point, and then there's just a wall you can go through. Right. Uh, and in your case, a literal wall, but a in literal. my case. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Um, That's unfortunate. But yeah. Um, and so I, yeah. And I, I, but the thing is, is I like this game enough and I keep playing it enough that I, I'm going to go back through and beat it. And I'll, I'll probably try and beat it on because I, it's easy enough for me to recognize the patterns and it's easy enough for me to remember. This is a, I feel like this is a great, um, start into like a hardcore type shooter like this is a great starting place if you want to try to master a shooter i feel like this is one that can be mastered um which is great and and apparently that these portal sections there's multiple portals because like i said i watched the and it it was the it was the portals and then you had the boss and then you're in i was like oh my gosh i'm right at the end so i mean i have to finish it um but because I was playing this on my old uh, CRT, I, was, I have a VGA cable for the Dreamcast, and I had a, I have a beautiful Sony Trinitron VGA monitor. Mm-mm. So I was like, I gotta find that cable. Hooked it up I, last night, and I was, oh my gosh, it looks stunning in high resolution. Or you know, I'm guessing it's 640 by 480, but I could see <laughs> I could see the whole screen. And it's high resolution, high resolution. Yeah. yeah, it was just beautiful. So, um, I also like those rotations, those sprite rotations in the bosses. What yes, it looks really smooth. Yeah, of course, the Dreamcast can do that easily, but yeah, it has a bit of the fidelity of like a maybe a 16 bit game. But when you see those rotations, you feel, oh, this is more than that. Maybe yeah. like more like a Saturn game or something. I totally agree. I feel like this could this could flat pass by as a like a Gradius on the Super Nintendo. I mean, that's that's how I feel like. I feel like there's games yeah. on the Super Nintendo that look more beautiful than this. But that's again, that's not the that's not to knock it. It's just it's interesting that this modern modern game that feels like it was built for PCs and stuff um, is ported to the Dreamcast and. I don't know. In the end, like I said, for me, this is a, it's a recommend. I, I I definitely would play it. I'd buy it on the Switch or however you want to play it, um, and and just try it and and try it on easy to kind of get used to it and you know work your way up because I think that's what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, I think I think I've said my piece about it, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely really cool. fun. I love playing. I love experiencing new shooters. So. For me, this is this one. Fun. There's a part of it where I'm I'm really keen on. I'm sure you've touched on it, but there's certain areas that uh, you can choose the path you want to take, can't you? So you can go. There's a one stage with that's got like um, sort of big blocks, of, um, gray blocks, sort of technological thing, and uh, and you as you navigate through the walls, you can, there's a certain point where it splits up and you can go upwards and you get one path or you can go down the downside and, and you end up in the same place, but you just take different paths and maybe there's different upgrades on different paths and stuff like that. That's uh, really neat. Yes. Yeah. There, there was a section um, specifically, I think that was in level four that there's a huge, uh, um, there's these like, I feel like they're an R type too. It's like a circle that you have to, you go inside of the circle, you got to hit one section of the circle to kind of blow it up. But there's, you know, or there's a break in the circle where you can kind of, you zip out of it. 
Yeah. Um, cause I blew it up a few times, but it doesn't all the way blow out. So you still have, you have a little bit bigger of an opening to kind of zoom it out, yeah, but yeah, get, you yeah. could completely bypass that and go down below. And I think it's a little bit tougher down there in my, um, in my playthrough when I was trying it, but you're right. There are, there are multiple paths. And so, and like I said, some of these levels feel like they're infinitely scrolling. I could just, I should have just tried to like on level two, just hold up and see how far up it goes. Cause I, I feel like I went <laughs> up and up and up and up and up and it never ended. So I thought that this was really bug cool. testing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just thought it was really cool. So, um, cause I, I understand. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just said, typically there's, you have some limits right on a shooter. It feels like, You've got a wall, invisible wall somewhere you can't get past. But that that part I I found kind of fun. Yeah, um, I was just going to add like uh, this is it looks like it's continuous scrolling, isn't it? So you, you can't really stop the scrolling. You just have to bear. Yeah, yeah, and you can't. So this is where I was saying before Xeno Xenon Two, you could ba basically hold backwards and it would stop scrolling and it would start scrolling backwards very slowly, but you could go back. So I'm guessing this is not the case here. Yeah. No, that's a really rare mechanic to go yeah, back. Yeah, there this I mean, is I've never seen that actually. <laughs> I've played scene in two and I didn't know that it was yeah, an option. Yeah. yeah. It's for it, like I said, four scrolls, which most, you know, classic shooters do, but at the same time, uh, like I said, the ship just moved too fast to to uh, uh to to kind of control. maintain to, to kind of go with the scroll because that, that's what makes it very difficult and i, I again i don't know isn't if i want to call it option, cheap just the mechanics isn't it an option just not to pick up those speed up power yeah but you know I, my brain says pick it up it's shiny i don't know i yeah. pick up everything <laughs> yeah 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 that's just how i've always done it but you're I'm you're right you. you could try not to pick them up so another thing that i i still don't understand there's a lot of weaponry there's a lot of uh screens with loads of boxes with weapons and my god how how would i even make sense of all that is uh, is my question <laughs> there like i said i died enough and continued enough that i tried the multiple types of weapons and and i have a notebook that i was like writing down my favorite <laughs> my favorite weapons my favorite for each gosh. stage you know where i was getting stuck and it's like oh well if i use this one I probably won't get stuck as easy. It's nice that they uh, all have their use, like uh, like my game, that there's certain points where you have to use a different weapon and you have to learn that as well. Right. You can maybe get through it with another weapon, but it's maybe better to pick another one, which is cool. Just um, a piece to learn it a bit. Right. Okay. Uh, well, um, looks really good. I think that... Uh, I think this was on sale a while ago on Dreamcast. I don't think uh, they're still selling it on Dreamcast. I think it was, the cost was about $60, if I recall correctly, for the Dreamcast. You might have, they might do it again later on in the, in, you know, in the life cycle of this game. They might produce it again. But um, for now, I think the alternative is only the Switch. Or if you can find it or have someone lend it to you, definitely give it a go then, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was a great fun. It's also available on Steam. Yes, oh, that's yes. That's good, yeah. How much is it on Steam? Looks like just a few bucks. Six. Oh, worth it's, it. now, it's now discounted to three. Yeah, it's it's six uh, euros. So Okay. Yeah, that's very cheap. It's not For the same shooter, experience. I, I, I see that a lot of shooters are like around the 30 euro range. 
Wow. It's, oh. it's, they're right. pretty expensive, but yeah. This one is a cheap one, I guess. Yeah, I'd say I'd say buy it for that, especially if you just want to try to get into the genre. This is a great way to start. Like nice, right? My game is a game that we talked about before, uh, Mark, when we when we spoke last time. I think it's a game that we looked at and thought, oh, that was really good. It's called Invia. Invia, remember? Yes, for the um, the Amiga. Yeah, Amiga. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Before I delved into that, I was trying to find something that had some modern game um, design in it as well. So I think the first game that I came across that I wanted to look at was over OBJ on the NES. Mm. Um, so I did have a look and to see if I wanted to play that, but um, I I wasn't very impressed. <laughs> I must it's like say. a Buddha tell shooter for NES, I think. So th there are a few things that came to mind as we were discussing shoot-em-ups or shooters here. You know, I, I like a story, right? Yeah. And you said before in Aleste there's no story or you don't know what the story is, whatever. Yeah. But what you got in Aleste, I just realized, is a scrolling background. So you're moving through the world and progressing and seeing something. And then I just, just hit me that in OverOBJ, there's nothing like it. So you just got a, ba a black background and the enemies come at you, uh, let's say, continuously. There's three or four varieties that I've seen and then a boss and then a, a variety of a similar fashion and then a boss, all on the same background with no story and basically near to no UI. And it just felt like, it felt for me like more like a tech demo, which is impressive by itself. So the game runs really smoothly, way, way more smoothly than, than other games I've seen. It flickers, um, but it's a really incredible amount of stuff moving on the screen for the NES, even more than you know the, the caravan shooter, Flight of Pigarus that we saw. Hmm. However, didn't seem engaging at all. I wasn't engaged in it, uh, even looking at it, and just, think, just thought, well... What what is this? It just seemed like an endless sort of loop looping game with no end and no no indication whatsoever of of any form of progress, no upgrades and nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, thought... it's also one of those games which is only available in Japan. So mm. maybe better not to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. hard too hard to get as well. So yes, so I abandoned that idea, but uh, I found it quite odd. No, quite not odd. In fact, I found it quite interesting that like a story can not only be given by, you know, writing a story or someone doing something or, or narrating it, but just having some form of, oh, now I'm on the earth and there's this level. And then now I'm in space. So it means I've, I've gone up. There's some storytelling intrinsically mm -hmm. in in the level design, if that makes sense. Environmental story. story yeah, <laughs> something yeah. like that. <laughs> So I, I looked around for something else and I approached different uh, places. So I, I looked at, uh, obviously, that at the beginning. I, I was really tempted to have a look at the ZPF Mega Drive demo that Mega Cat Studios have put up, uh, which is another shooter that I'm really interested in. That looked really nice, but yeah. <clears throat> at that stage, I thought, well, it's a demo. I really want to get something, you know, uh, we've got two consoles on here and so I thought well, let's get a microcomputer instead so, so we got like two microcomputers so I brought <laughs> the Amiga version yeah, in, v in VR by Tiger Skunk so I 
obviously I, I tried to get in touch with the developer and I did and he kindly gave me a copy of the game and uh, still writing to him <laughs> while I was recording as well for some questions that I forgot to ask. However, this shoot 'em up is um, has been made in the 2020, 2020 and it cost $12 and uh, you can buy it on itch.io. It comes in a form of ADF, so a disc format. It all fits in a disc. It comes also packaged with a WDH load ready version and also a CDI, uh, sorry, not CDI, a CD32 version as well in it, mm. which is a good package, I think, for, for the money. It's, I think, quite inspired by our type sort of game, a bit. It looks a bit like uh, Satasius Next. I mean, you know, like that, that sort of uh, horizontal scrolling. So you've got your spaceship R-type sort of thing. And in fact, it looks very, very similar to R-type. Uh, yeah, it uses uh, the same colors or something. Yes. It, it, yeah, you're right. And yeah, the, the idea is that you scroll left to right and, and, you know, go through the levels in a similar way that, that as you described, Mark. And... um. It's got some inspiration also from Bitmap Brothers, in my opinion. Um, so some of the fonts and, and stuff that's been used, it looks like, you know, the, the shiny white to orange uh, font of uh, Speedball 2 sort of thing. And all the, the obviously, the Bitmap Brothers games. It's got uh, some um, inspiration also coming from Agony that we talked to, in my opinion, mm -hmm. again, in how the levels are designed, the enemies, um, you know, the gradients, the... How, that are used to color in the enemies and stuff like that. It's, it looks very reminiscent from all those games. I it's a very simple game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very simple game. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not overly ambitious. I mean, Satasia Snacks seems like there's lots of things going on. There's lots of little items to pick up, and Aleste was just like, whoa. There's lot, but not as many. But you've got you know um, the different weapons that cycle, etc. This is even simpler. Um, so let's say there is no story until there is a story. So I, I think at the end, there is a bit of a story. But I think from what I gauge from it, when you, when you actually start the game, there is no story. You just are plonked in the game and go. And so there's nothing really to set you off with a bit of background or context. However, there is some background and some levels, which we'll get into in a minute. Those are really nice, uh, well drawn. I played it on a CRT t uh, on a CRT TV. Yes, that's right. On, and um, it looks amazing on the CRT TV. However, on on a display, I like on a flat panel. I don't think it gives its best. It looks really reminiscent of the Psygnosis sort of art style, especially when viewed on a CRT screen. So I highly recommend this on a CRT screen if you can. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, not possible for everyone. <laughs> I know, I know. But if, as I said, if you can, yeah, yeah. I've got like forty CRT screens in my house. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> one per console. I wish I could say the same and have you need space. a big house. <laughs> yeah. It's used oh, as yeah. foundation. It's on every <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I games like this, especially where this is developed for a microcomputer. Oh man. I've I've not tried this game yet. I've as you said, um I, I saw I think it was in Via two and it's still in process. And he's making that one for Neo the Geo. Amiga and the Neo Geo. Yeah, so both, which is so cool. So, um, that, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you think about this one. Um, I for twelve bucks, I need to pick that up because 
I've got all these Amigas to play it on. That'd be great. <laughs> You've got all the Amigas that you find around. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, this is a very simple game. So I really like the art style. Um, however, the, the gameplay is really, really simple. Yeah. So you've got two upgrades that you can find around and you can keep upgrading them. I think um, so you can upgrade speed and weapons and you have no choice in what weapon. And, uh, you know, the speed is like probably most shooters when you get the speed you can't you know decrease the speed so you you have to be mindful of you know i'm going to get the speed now can i control it and you have no bombs so even here there is no concept of of launching bombs or or, or any form of uh charging beam um so you you have your sh your shot you start uh, as usual like a little pea shooter and we, you go through six levels. Uh, I think he's the author now has added an extra level to it. So there's now seven. Um, and they're all nicely designed and they really pull off a big punch on the, on the CRT. So we've got like a sort of, they're all, they're all tech-based, like cyberpunk sort of thing. So we've got like a, a very techy one in the beginning. And then it starts to, it changes a bit to a biotech one, like a Geiger style mixed with uh, something else. Like... Um, machinery but bio as well and then we have more robotical ones then we have one that's, that, that looks like a like a bone level and then you know dragon level there's the one that we i think we short we saw the screenshot of and we thought oh, this is good and more so they, there's got quite a variety in there and they're all basically drawn by hand and all different so i don't i didn't recognize any tile sets as such and and all that so it looks quite quite nice as a whole so as i was saying you pick up the upgrades and you can go through i've counted about five or six upgrades so you start with a pea shooter then you get it gets bigger so you get two you've got a single shot double shot and then it starts getting bigger so you get bigger bigger projectiles then it goes to three then you've got the side um and and so on until you you know you reach your maximum let's say which is a purple laser. That's from what I've seen up to now is a purple laser with uh, three shots and then you've got some side missiles as well. And that's, uh, and that's as far as I got, let's say, in a weapon upgrade. That mm. because when you die, you lose everything. So you lose your speed. Yes, you lose everything. You start with a pea shooter again and really slow speed. But we'll get into that very shortly. So level design, from what I, I can tell, it's uh, really well done. So you've got like really s some nice levels drawn. You have some uh, some tunneling, I call it, which is what I, I saw in, in Cetasius next as well. So you've got like little, little um, tunnels of the scenery where you have to go through. And obviously, if you touch the scenery or the ceiling and, and the floor, as you, as you said, Mark, as well, you die. You have to be very careful. Uh, and how you move and initially it's very easy but as you speed up it gets really difficult to control again it's very <laughs> so i yeah playing this on the amiga without the joystick is very hard so before i i got the the joystick out i tried on the keyboard because you can do that as well and yeah the controlling with the keyboard is so hard i think shooters are not meant for keyboards i i don't know oh i it's very, very difficult for me to, I, I just need a joystick. I, I don't know. I'm built that way, I guess. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always use uh, my D-pad on, on a controller. How? I can't control with a D-pad. It's so difficult. 
it's, it's so difficult. It's more natural it's for me. I, I'm, I'm with you. And it's, again, that's, it is heresy. But I mean, when I'm standing at an arcade machine, I have to have that stick and buttons and tactile feel. But when I'm sitting at a television or a CRT, just in, you know, sitting down, if I have a big clunky joystick on my lap or on my desk in front of me, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> I feel, I feel better with a, with a, with a D pad. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. How uh, it's it. weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I tried another shooter on the mega drive as well. I said before ZPF the demo, but I can't drive it with a, with a D pad. I, I just mm. can't. I just so clumsy. I need the mega drive joystick. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I, I need to pick that up again. I think the pros all use the arcade stick. So, uh, yeah, maybe you're just a pro. No, 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 I'm just a <laughs> pro. Totally. I like that. I like that. Um, so the enemy placement as well is really good, not overwhelming. So you get few enemies um, around the screen and they're not too many. It's hard still. The game is very hard. It's a very beautiful game. So it's drawn very well. Uh, so the highlight is the graphics, to be honest, uh, for me, uh, especially again, as I mentioned again on, on a CRT. So the backgrounds are already all very well designed and good choice of palette and and you know what goes with that so all the enemies so we've got big enemies as well big sprites which is really nice hmm. however not everyone's animated so the some of them look a bit papery if that makes sense but overall i mean it's a one-man effort you know this all of the game so it's you know good, it's good really on. detailed the pixel art i see like sort of yeah. sparkly effects on on a boss it's it's rich looks really nice uh, in stills. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I see the screenshots now. And how yeah, does it sound? So the sound, uh, the soundtrack, I mean, uh, it's not, it's good. And especially, I, I like the first level. It's a very like uh, disco sort of um, tune. But then as you progress, uh, I kind of lost myself a bit in, in, I don't really remember much of the other ones. I just, they're not as uh, I think they should all all have been probably disco music or sort sort of that you know techno the background so you kind of it builds a a bit of adrenaline for you I think I guess but they they're a bit varied they're not bad they're not bad but they I mean again it's a one man effort so you know he's done pretty well to to do everything of it Amazing. by himself <laughs> yeah if yeah I look at these screenshots to do yeah, that yeah. alone. The sound effects wow. also, yeah, I mean, we can get into that. Um, sound effects are good. However, uh, the explosions, for example, are, are really nice. They're satisfying. They're proper, you know, very deep and and, and booming. But then the, the shooting sound effects, a bit tinny. And it's like, uh, you know, hitting a tin with a with a fork, if that makes sense. <laughs> and it, but again, I don't know, maybe a technical limitation. Um, I'm very curious to see number two, though. This This sounds like a... A really good start for, for for Tiger Skunk. There's a great enemy ship variety, which is incredible. So, as you go through the levels, there's so many different. It's not you know we don't have the same ships colored differently. We have loads of different enemies, and wow, a lot of effort's gone into that. I think as well. So you know, good, good on him. There's I think a total of seven levels. I did say that at the beginning, six seven levels. So there's a lot of work, you know, for for all these levels. Yeah, I was going to touch on some little details, like there's some really nice faces like the, on what I call the bone level. I, I'm sure it's not the bone level. So you have a sort of mummy bone mountains and you have faces on them that, that yeah, uh, little blow bit like wind out. HR Geiger uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. 
Dan, let's say, overall, the, the, the game is good. However, I personally, I find an issue with the beginning because you start off very, very slow. <laughs> and mm. I find it really hard to survive to initially. Well, I can, I can do it easily now, but I really find it, found it hard to survive to get the first speed up because you're so slow, it's uh, hard to move really quickly, get out of the bullet's way. So you really need those speed, um, speeding power-ups, if that makes sense. And you better get most of them because you need to actually... There's lots of controlling to do and you have to be quick and at the beginning you're really slow. So this a bit, bit goes against what you were saying before. So this is the, the other way around. So it's difficult to control in the beginning but it gets easier afterwards. So hmm. There you go. But yeah, this also has the Gradius problem that if you die that you have to start over again. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. But I'm hoping for number two then, you know, that that will actually uh, be addressed or something. Maybe there's no bonus in between levels, so you just go to the next level. The UI is not not much there, to be honest. It's a score and I think number of lives, if I recall correctly, and that's about it. You don't see the weapon upgrades or anything. Uh, there's no shops in between or anything like that. So it's very, very simple, very simple. The bosses are really good. They're big, they're nasty. They're difficult if you don't have the speed up. So if you die in a boss, good luck because they, they do spawn quite a few bullets and it's not easy to maneuver uh, amongst them. Mm. So it becomes really hard if you lose the power up to get the bosses. However, if you do get to them and you, you've done it multiple times, you can learn the patterns, of course. So you know that when they blink the eye, they're going to shoot the laser. Then um, you, you get used to the patterns, but it takes time and a lot of trial and error, I'm guessing here. So yeah, I, I didn't the most make fun, it. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I didn't get to the end. I went, I got to the, about the second level and then I think past the boss and then I kind of died miserably after that and, <laughs> uh, and didn't go back. But... <laughs> But the experience overall for Amiga, uh, keeping in mind this, I think it runs on Amiga 500, but uh, with a one meg expansion, uh, if I recall correctly. So I think for an Amiga, it's a pretty good achievement. Mm. Yeah, that, and that, uh, that in a nutshell is my game. I, I have been the quickest of you all. And uh, <laughs> I really... We waxed lyrical, really didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks beautiful, especially this the sprite work. Yeah, like yeah. I, 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 I'm looking at screenshots now, and it looks very detailed. Maybe yeah. like the the sprites are maybe the most detailed of the, all the games we we played this episode. Mm, right, so. probably yes. I'm really excited to see what he does with the second one, and uh, I've been following him on uh, Facebook. I think. He posts yes, updates right. on occasion. Can't wait to see what he does for the Neo Geo. That's really neat that he's doing them for both. Yeah. So I was hoping. So I think he's got um, in his head released for next summer, midsummer. Okay. So I'm looking forward to see that as well. Okay. So before we get on to news, I know Mark has to go. So thank you for being with us once again. I hope. Uh, you'll come again and uh it's great to have you here yeah definitely maybe uh when that invia 2 comes out we'll have to do a second do a sequel do a uh shoot 'em up sequel but i i appreciate yes. you letting me come on and, and even though my voice is gone i think oh my gosh i'm sorry 
you know, sexy Mark. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, nice. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate it, and shout out to you guys. I I love your podcast. So keep 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 on keeping on because I we love your podcast. So yeah, of course. Shout out to the Retro Asylum guys for me. You know, like again, we'll do that. For sure. Yeah, at the end of the episode, since it's the end for me. But yeah, well, we like. We, <laughs> it I, seems like you're going to the. I can't believe the we, gallows. We, I know. Yeah, it's end for me, gentlemen. No, the. Uh, I can't <laughs> believe we've gone for like three hours. My gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's great. It's been a lot of fun. I hope, hope, I hope everybody's yeah. enjoyed the long episodes. I, I always did. You know, so yeah, we did, the last one was a it's one good. hour forty. So yeah, this kind of counterbalances a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, I think we should move to the news, right? Yeah. But before that, I wanted to give a couple of uh, small recommendations of past games that have been also part of my history, but uh, I don't think these are very well-known games. But for some reason, I really like them. Back in the day, there was one Commodore 64 game called Ad Infinitum, that I remember when I got that from some uh, bargain bean for really, really cheap. And I thought uh, it looked horrible and everything. <laughs> but it surprised me with the playability. It's a very basic vertical scrolling shoot 'em up, even smaller screen than it could be, and not so good graphics, but it was very, very playable. And as the name says, Ad Infinitum, it seems like it keeps going forever. I don't know if it has an ending, but I remember that it had so many levels and they were all different. They were all different enemy shapes, something like that, changing all mm. the time. And I've never heard of this one. More like ever. an arcade game. Though. Yeah, very, as, very simple as an arcade game, yes. Mm. And I don't think it's very well known, but I still remember it fondly. Ad it was an early it. 80s game. Okay. Yeah. And on the Amiga side, early 90s game from Finland, I actually think. Uh, <laughs> there's a shoot 'em up called Stardust that it's uh, like a um, glorified version of Asteroids. So the same, same idea, single screen. You are controlling the spaceship, rotating 360 degrees, and... Um, very simple gameplay, but very good graphics. And I think it actually got some uh, AGA AGA update eventually. And probably some CD32 updates as well. But, Is it uh, uh, in the same family as uh, Superstar Day Dust HD? Because that's on the PlayStation 3. Superstar Dust. Yeah, yes, Superstar. Might be, might be. I think the AGA update was called Superstar Dust, but. I've only played the first Stardust. It's made, it's made by uh, Housemark, which uh, makes quite cool games. And I think, okay. yeah, that's from Finland, Housemark. So it's probably a family it of that. Might so. be, it might be. Then they got a PlayStation version of it. <laughs> okay, but it's another very, very playable and nice looking game. And uh, interestingly, it also has some levels that have a different perspective like a inwards flying perspective. And uh, okay, that's my two recommendations for not not the most famous shoot-em-ups, but that for some reason I, I enjoyed play back in the day. 
Yeah. I remember playing Super Stardust HD and I loved it as well on the PlayStation 3. And I, I'm looking at the Wikipedia now and it's indeed, it's a, it's a newer game from the same company. Interesting. The, the recent game they made in 2021, it was one of the first PS5 games called Returnal. It also has map-like uh, elements. I never played it, but... Uh, Wait, what, what's the Amiga one called again? Sorry. It's... It, it it's called just Stardust, but then I think it was also called Super Stardust later on, the AGA update, and I'm just taking a look now, and uh, it might really be the same game, even though the PlayStation One looks uh, quite a lot better. Yeah, mm. graphically speaking, a lot more complicated, but uh, I think it's. Mm, Maybe the PlayStation 1 is quite a lot more advanced in the scrolling. It thinks Probably you're, I think you're like yeah. scrolling around the planet. Yeah, true. Right. That's what so, I remember. Yeah, but uh, good to know. Good to know. And maybe I should check it out as well if I can still find it somewhere. <laughs> what? Maybe I should <laughs> check it out some somewhere if I can still find it for PS3. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Let's move to news. Uh, I got two uh, news uh, thingies. Uh, one is sort of uh, uh, Indiegogo, new Indiegogo for some kind of new retro mini PC. I don't know if you've seen that. It's the Aya Neo Retro Mini PC AM01. And it, uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but it looks like a classic I'm uh, classic Mac. Uh, mm. It's all designed like a classic Mac, but you have to yeah. put it on the back side, which is really weird. And then it's just like a, like a Mac Mini or something. And they say it's like a retro mini PC for gaming. And easy to bring with you. So it's a li little bit vague what it does. And I also don't know if the screen on the thing is actually working. Because on the screenshots it looks like a hump of plastic. Black plastic. But uh, if you look at the little trailer video. You see images on that uh, screen. So uh -huh. maybe there's it's a nice secondary screen or something for... I don't know for what. <laughs> but it just looks uh, really nice. Uh, nicely designed. But probably it's just a simple case for a PC. I don't know. But uh, Yeah, it definitely doesn't look like it's got a screen. It looks like you have to attach a screen to it, which makes sense. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. But, that, but in the, if you look at the trailer, the YouTube video with it, you see images on that little black uh, bar. So, but is it, is it really? Or are they just stickers or something like that i can't tell <laughs> oh, from, yeah. the, from the yeah. trailer i can't <laughs> tell from the trailer and also they don't say anything in the indiegogo campaign about a screen or something so maybe uh, it's just uh, i don't know maybe it's a sticker or i think it's a sticker yeah i don't think it's a screen yeah it's plastic so what, what kind of uh, operating system does it have or what is it is it a windows it does it run windows what, what does it run mac i see steam os gaming I think so, yeah, campaign. that makes sense. So, yeah. That would be Linux, I think. Oh, okay. so, uh, it's like, a, I think SteamOS is just a sort of a Linux uh, distro, distro. So I don't know. We'll, okay. we'll see. But uh, it's 
I, I like the design. It's just like the little mech, original yeah, mech. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it goes yellow because it's, it looks like that plastic, the ABS plastic that goes yellow after some. It's already years. a bit yellow. <laughs> yeah, it does look a bit like vintage, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah that ah, would be extra nice. It, lo it looks really nice. Yeah, I I wonder if you can only play Steam games or what can you do with it. It does say Steam OS gaming, but uh, yeah, right. what else is it? A full PC optimized for Steam or? I, I assume. Know. I assume. There's a lot of options as well, they say. There's multiple processor or version options. So we'll see when this uh, campaign opens because it's still, you have to subscribe to get updates. So uh, we'll see. It's just a little trailer, but I like the design of this thing. So uh, yeah, maybe a cool thing to, uh, to get later on. Um, and my other news is, um, do you know the game Dungeon Keeper? Yeah. I, I really want to play that game. It looks, um, I always thought it was amazing, but I've never played it. I, I need to play it. Oh, yeah. I really loved it back in the day. Uh, it's a really unique uh, simulation style game, I yeah. think. <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe it, but uh, there's apparently a sort of open source remake uh, in the making of mm -hmm. this uh, game. And it's called Keeper FX. And they just released the version 1.0. So. It's it's done, I guess. Um, and what you have to do is download this and probably have to buy the original game files and use those with this uh, execu executable. And what it does is that it it's more easily to uh, run it on your PC, on a modern PC, and also higher screen resolution, different uh, quality of life uh, improvements. And even new creatures. So, That's interesting, this is. Um, uh, uh, I kind of want to try this if I have time, because uh, I, yeah. I have good uh, good memories of this game. And it's quite unique. i never seen it later. Maybe there's indie games which are similar. I can't remember right now. But, uh, of course, the, the real thing is always fun. So mm -hmm. uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, this game was always like on my radar, but never played it because it, it offers the dungeon, like the dungeon crawler experience in reverse, doesn't it? So you're the not the people, the person entering the dungeon, but you you're the person keeping the heroes out of the dungeon. Aren't you? Yes, yeah, you, you are the monster. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so a great, yeah. great idea. I love the idea, and yeah, I just need to play this. Well, maybe we can do this uh, multiplayer someday. Yeah, I, does it, is it multiplayer? I don't think so. Is it? Yeah, yeah, as oh. well. Cool. Uh, at least this uh, Keeper FX uh, does uh, support multiplayer, so maybe that's also a new feature. I don't know. I love it that you can put your original CD if you've got a player <laughs> in your CD on a modern computer, and it will play that. That was so cool. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, check it out if you like Dungeon Keeper or like tactical. What is it? RTS kind of games. Maybe it's a sort of cross of a city builder and a RTS, something like that. I don't know how to describe this. It's a uh, it's quite uh, quirky. Uh, I, I loved it. So check it out. Yeah, Great. I will do. I've got some news. Um, one of them is uh, the, the announcement of a possible winner for the CPC RetroDev 2023. So I think that's gone now. But however, this game caught my eye. It's called Sugar City and it's uh, made for the CPC RetroDev. And it caught my eye because it looks to me that they're aiming to do like a recreation of... Um, Grand Theft Auto. 
thank you. <laughs> My mind went completely blank. Grand Theft Auto on on CPC on the Amstrad. So obviously it can't be 3D and you know all that. But they've um, I don't know if you ever played the original Grand Theft Auto where you have yes. little cars from the top. It seems that sort of um, gameplay. I'm really curious to test this out. It looks quite fun. It's it's, it's more like a sort of chibi version of uh, Grand yeah, Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah. It looks really yeah. cute and vibrant. I think I it reminded me at first sight of uh, New York City, very old game for a C64, which some people think it might have been an inspiration for Grand Theft Auto, but well, not sure about that really. Mm, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I I think I played the first Grand Theft Auto on a PlayStation. Can it be the or on a PC? I don't remember anymore. I played it with my brother years and years and years ago. Um, I remember him driving like crazy through the city with this little car and then getting out of the car from the top top view, wasn't it? So this is very yeah, much similar. Cool yeah, but on I, a... On I a quite like those uh, original uh, Grand Theft Auto games. I, I personally wasn't a big fan of the 3D uh, versions. So mm. it's weird because it's the most popular game ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I like the, the originals, uh, which were quite cool, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, this looks looks cool as well. Is this for a gem, game gem, or is it yeah, just a game creation contest? So, so I think this year. It, it looks like a game which is made over multiple years. It's, it looks very, detailed. it's very big. Very the scope of it looks very big. I wonder how it plays. I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, can you download it already? Um, yeah, there's already a download so. for it. So we could try. Yeah, no, maybe yeah. later. Maybe, Maybe we later. can try this game at some point. Yeah, yeah, we can try it on, on, on an episode and have a look at how it is. Be a good one. Cool. On different news, I have um, one especially for Diego uh, that actually left me a bit um, with my jaw dropped because I wasn't expecting it. So sometimes we look for uh, games for the ZX Spectrum and we come across some that look maybe too good. So we assume those are for the ZX Spectrum next. But lo and behold... Apparently, that's not the truth anymore. So there is a new engine for the ZX Spectrum called Nirvana Engine. And I found this as I was looking for a game to play for the shoot-em-up. And I did um, come across the game Stormfinch for the ZX Spectrum. And that was made in this Nirvana Engine. And it did catch my attention immediately because it didn't have a color clash. It didn't have um, overlapping graphics, if that makes sense. And it didn't have this, the, the classic Spectrum look. So I, I initially thought, again, ah, oh, this must be for the Spectrum Next. But no, in reality, then I found out this Nirvana engine is a, um, like a, a two-plane or two-color engine, they call it. But I read a bit of the, of the technical details of how they do it, but I didn't really understand. But somehow they managed to get rid of the color clash. And you have, I think, fewer colors. There's no more color clash and it looks amazing. So some games for you to check out could be Get Out of Mars, which looks really amazing, by the way. And then another one. Um, I see Alter Ego 2. Yes, the one. We played yeah. that for the show. Yeah. Alter Ego 1. Yeah. And that looks amazing. Alter Ego looks amazing. And I thought that was going to be for another platform, really. I, did, I didn't really understand it was for the ZX Spectrum. Yeah, you mean that with this engine you can build games that run on the original Spectrum 48K and that's don't have Color Clash? Yes, that's what my understanding hmm. is. Um, 
So I, I was completely like jaw dropped. We can no more color clash on the spectrum. Is that is that a reality or have I got it completely wrong? I I think I've got it right. There's a, there's a YouTube uh, channel as well that takes care of all the games developed in this Nirvana engine, and you know, looks like they're legit to me. I have yet to test it, but I I yeah. do wanna I do wanna test it. Yeah, there's that's quite that. a, you know extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence, but. <laughs> Yeah, sounds really, really good. But where's the where's the documentation on this engine? I, I, I can found find it. it. Uh, I, I'll try and put it in the show notes. I did find it. I don't know where it is at this stage, at this moment in time. But um, I did have it in my hands. I was starting to read it. It's, I don't think it's on GitHub. It, um, I don't remember right now. Anyways, um, I see I'll try and post it. 2013, 2015. So it's already a long time uh, released, I guess already there for a long time so it's not a new thing no no i i know it's not uh it's not a new one um it's not a new engine however it's it says here it natively supports all standard spectrum models 48k 128k so yeah it should in theory run on a normal zx spectrum with the rubber keys and then you have some games oh, that's for el stompo um Multi-Dude, Rock, Paper, Scissors, Pudding, Storm Finch is the one I found, Sun Bucket, Zoom Box. There's more. If you look around, there's more. And they don't seem to have a color clash. I don't know what shortcoming it will have, but good news. I think that's a, a really cool thing that I, I had no idea existed. Yeah, that definitely was some investigation on my uh, part. Yes, I will leave you to investigate and ask you later on. Like I always, <laughs> I've still got in my mind we, that I've got to ask you that thing about the Mary, but I'll do that <laughs> All right, that, that's my two cents of news. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Now, um, I have one, one bit of news as well. Oh, sorry. I think just a few, few days ago, uh, Sarah Jane Avery published a trailer for Briley Witch Chronicles 2. So, just that. Hmm. Go look and for cool. it, and let's hope that we soon get a sequel to Briley Witch Chronicles. What's yeah. new uh, in 2? Or is it just a continuation of the same? Well, we it? shall see. <laughs> yeah, and, but is there nothing in the trailer which reveals something new? From yeah, well, go and see the trailer and, <laughs> and you let me know. We don't have okay. anything else, Guido. We don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is I just like a shout. It, it didn't reveal that much, to be okay. honest. But, yeah. So, we have to put that link in the at show least, notes. Well, at least we know that uh, the first game didn't cover all the books by Sarah Jane Avery. Because mm. Briny Witch Chronicles is based on her books, her novels. And the first game didn't cover the whole story. So at the very least, I would expect that it continues with the story. It might not have necessarily new gamist ideas or it could be simply just more levels. But anyway, in my opinion, the first one was so good that it means the second one will be as well. At the very least, equally good. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to see number two. Do we have an idea already who's going to publish it or do you not know this already? I don't know. Uh, it's just out of the top of my head. I'm just wondering. No, no. I don't know if it would be, again, the same ProtoVision, right? Um, I hope it's them, but I don't know. 
All right. Well, uh, we've reached the end of this segment. Uh, we have the usual recap for Guido to go through. Cool. Uh, Diego brought the Lost Defender for C64. Uh, I brought GGLS the 3. Mark brought Cetasius next for the Dreamcast. And Andy brought Invidia, I think. Invidia. <laughs> Invidia for the Amiga. Yeah, good stuff. Right, it's time for shout outs now. Uh, I want to shout out uh, IndieQuest, first of all, because it's a fun, uh, fun podcast I listen to and sort of inspiration for the show sometimes, for me at least. And they're just uh, fun guys to talk to as well. I want to shout out them. And of course, uh, Gumpy Function, the guy behind uh, Feed It Souls, the game I brought several episodes ago. He uh, wrote an open letter to the GB community, uh, the Game Boy community. And he, it's a really good read, I think. Uh, he wants to just promote good... Good games. So have <laughs> no, reviews, he, let's say, for games and help content creators get hold of copies of games so they can review and let's say yeah he basically says that there there needs to be good reviews for homebrew games and uh of course i feel that uh, personally <laughs> so uh yeah good read go read uh, his uh, open letter yeah for sure we've been all involved in that discussion on on our discord server uh i'll shout out to retro asylum again uh hello guys uh thank you and uh, I want to thank all the listeners as well. We hardly, we don't do that very often. So thank you for everyone for listening. Yeah, I think that I'm all shouted out. I don't know, Diego, if you've got anyone to shout out to. He's, he's, he's nodding no. <laughs> all right. So in the closing game at newgameoflame.com is where you can write your emails. So you can join us on our Discord server as usual. Find it following the website, newgameoflame.com. And... I think we're all done here. Uh, the last, did you know it? I'll, I'll read it this time. I haven't read one, I think, ever. GoldenEye 007 on the N64 was originally going to be an on-rails shooter like Virtua Cop or House of the Dead. So there you go. That was not planned to be the same game that, that you've received today. However, there are loads of games are like that, but imagine that being a, an on-the-rails shooter instead. Maybe it would have been easier. The original is uh, is legendary now, but yeah, I think it's the playability now is not that stellar. And if it would would be an Unreal shooter, maybe it would be playable nowadays. Yeah, maybe it would uh, even better. So <laughs> it's a bit uh, or and probably not remembered. So that's weird. All right, that's it, uh, guys. Until next time, you know, stay safe and have a nice rest of the day. Bye. Bye. Bye.